The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week is the second episode of our Countdown to Download episodes, where we will be talking about every band that's playing on the Saturday. Um, last episode we talked about every band that's playing on a Sunday we actually recorded it before the most recent announcement but luckily there, there were no bands added to the Sunday so we didn't have to add any bands to that episode or, or go back to them so uh, we did all right there uh, we got lucky so before I go any further as always I am Adam and I am here with Simon how are you doing my man hello and good day to you sir how are you hello yeah very well thank you yeah doing all right how are you I've already asked that. Yeah. How? Yeah. What's new with you? Anything else? Anything interesting happening? What is new with me? Well, on the Discord today, people were going, well, it's five weeks to download Festival, and I shit the bed. I was like, is it? And I was like, wait, I've got a question mark. I'm Ran Burgundy? I was very surprised by it. Very surprised by it. So, yeah, it's a question mark as in, is it? Like, really legitimately? Holy shit, it actually is. Five weeks, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah, not not long. Not long. Say. I'm really excited. Yeah, currently 35 days until download. But yeah, that works out exactly Ooh. exactly five weeks. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of half a dozen of one and six of the other or whatever the saying is. It's saying exactly <laughs> the same thing as you're saying. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's come around so quickly. I can't believe. Mm. I mean, it feels like we're not going to get enough. Ep- enough of the episodes in that we need to before before it gets to us but we should just about get that i think we are going to release one extra episode in the meantime um we'll talk about a bit more about that later if you want actually yeah yeah um but yeah what's going on the last couple of weeks what's what's new with you mm, nothing really i've been taking it easy before we started the show me and adam we're talking about my stag do which is next week so if you haven't already heard about that, we're going to Butlins for a 90s-themed adult weekender. Um, we're just saying how excited we're going to be for that. So I've been taking it easy. I haven't been going out drinking. I haven't been, you know, like, do that all the time. But, you know, just been at home, cutting the grass, being a good boy, doing the housework, <laughs> doing YouTube, just being a good, nice, good boy. Because these are going to be a hefty three days. And then the summer just kicks off from there. And then it'll be downloaded before you know it, dude. Yeah, like, it will be. Yeah, it's just around the corner. But the good thing I was thinking is I was cutting my grass the other day, and um, I've never had grass. I've never owned my own house before, so this is my grass as yeah. well. <laughs> and um, in the old house, it's my grass. It's my own grass. And um, I just realised how because Vicky says you're very finicky about things. Like I walk around the house, and when the cat like brings in a leaf, I like pick it up and I go around the carpets and I pick everything and make sure that the carpets are all good. Okay. And she's like, "You're like that with the grass now." 
She's like, you cut the grass, you feed the grass, you water the grass, <laughs> you you look at the grass grow. She's like, the other day she said she looked out the window and I was just standing there just looking at the grass. <laughs> like, I've become this weird grass person. I mean, I have a bit of a like um, a green thumb anyway. Like I like plants. I, I've done all my planting in the other place. Planted loads and loads of stuff all across like a couple of summers. I really liked the sort of green thumb thing. So now I'm just obsessed with my grass. But it made me think... In the old place, it, we just had um, slabs. Right. But now I can set up the tent in the back garden yeah. before download, which is awesome because I've never been able to do that before in my own garden. Yeah. So, yeah, to set it up and just have a look at it, make sure it's okay. And I'm sure it is, but um, but yeah. But I will say on that, <laughs> the Sendero 4, which I've got, yeah. has been on sale again. Yeah. And literally every other person had a Sendero 4 last year. Yeah, have you bought one? I've got Sendero 4 now. <laughs> it's going to be, it's like, because they're green from above. It's just going to look like grass. Yeah. Like we're all camouflaged <laughs> because every other tent is, you either have blue tents or green tents, sometimes red ones and yeah. black. But the amount of people that have bought these Sendero 4s, it's just going to be a Sendero 4, a Sendero 4, a Sendero yeah. 4. A Sendero, everyone's <laughs> got the same fucking tent. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited to set it up. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I haven't really done anything. I haven't done anything since we spoke. Nothing of note, anyway. No, that's, that's fair. So, yes. Yeah. What about cool. you? Um, yeah. Well, just on that. Uh, yeah, I've got a Sendero for Jacobs. A friend <laughs> of mine has got a Sendero for. Um, so we're going to go over to his house to all learn how to set it, set it up. We'll check ours, make sure it's all there. But uh, we're not yeah. going to all set up both of our tents because there's no point. <laughs> Once we learn how to there do is, it, it's easy to do. To be fair, it's an easy tent to set up. Yeah, it is. It, be, that's the reason why it's so popular. It's it's, it's cheap. It's a really good tent and it's simple as fuck to put up. And because you've got the new version, I've got the old version. I've had this Sendero 4 for like five, four years now. Yeah. So mine's the older version. The new versions have the blackout insides. Oh, okay. So when you go into the bit that you sleep in, it's completely blacked out yeah. and it's much better. Like Sammy bought one that we went to download last time and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you've got like a blackout bit in yours. And then I looked at other people's and all the new versions have that mine's like a white one. So it's quite light in the evening. So yeah. you might be lucky. Or you might have got the blackout insert, depending on which make it is. Awesome. Oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it then. Yeah. And seeing everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nothing too, nothing too new for me, really. And nothing too much interesting has happened. Um, I bought a new, a new, bought a new bottle for water for work. Oh, baby! Yeah. And I'm fighting every fiber of my being to not become a water infuser, if uh, whatever they are. <laughs> but I, I, the, the biggest one I could, I could find because I, I drink a lot of water at work, especially bring the, with the summer coming. It, the biggest one I could find, it had like the the little plastic thing in the middle, so you could put like fruit and stuff in and mint leaves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've seen one person yeah. who does that. But I'm definitely the kind of person who would get stuck right into that and see all the different cool things I could do. <laughs> and I'm trying not to because I don't. Why? Because I will become obsessed you, with it. I, that will be all I think about. The podcast will stop. <laughs> Everything worthwhile in my life will stop. And I will just think about infusing water with cool things. 
You know, like when you get when you when you've got free view, or when you're in like a like a hotel or something, and you go to the end of the channels, and it's all those shopping channels. <laughs> yeah. This will end, and one day you'll be flicking through, and you'll just see Adam with this new <laughs> fucking product that, that, that puts more more flavor into the bottle. Like, oh guys, look at this. This is the uh, this is the bottle five four edition here. We've got the uh, insert there: strawberries, pineapples, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is exactly the kind of thing I would get into. I, uh, I am quite obsessed with tie knots. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you are, or if, if you ever thought about it. Do you know what tie knot you wear when you put a tie on? Um, I don't know. I've been doing the same one since school. Okay, but I don't actually know what type of knot it's, it is. I think it's just a school knot. I think that's what it's called. It's a bit rubbish. Yeah, so I literally go it's a bit rubbish. That I one. go. Bang, I go over, yeah, over like that, through and down. It still looks nice. I've been doing that like because I had to wear ties to work for years. Yeah, it's in an office, so I've always done, yeah, yeah. through up. I, I don't think I know. <laughs> I remember when, um, at my brother's wedding, everyone had to have their ties done a certain way. Windsor knot, maybe, yeah, probably a half Windsor only. And I did not know how to do it. Only football managers and bank managers allowed to wear full Windsors. As far as I'm oh, concerned. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was, but someone had to do it on me because yeah. I couldn't do it. I was like, you do it because I have no fucking idea. Yeah. So. so I normally go for the Eldritch Knot. But yeah, there's another thing. I'm not going to go to... Jesus Christ. Eldritch Knots are very cool. That's your YouTube channel. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Fucking I was, done, mate. That's niche as fuck. Uh, I was... Uh... I was considering learning napkin folding at one point. I, I obsess over little cool things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying not to start obsessing over infusing water with fruit because I'm allergic to a lot of fruit anyway. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told you. Um, mm, you have. I have yeah. It's, uh, You've said that on here before, I think. Yeah. It's... Quite a while back. But I remember you saying that. Ah, so anybody new who wants to know about my allergies is. Oh, uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. If you see him at download and you hand him a random drink, don't make sure it's got no fruit. In it. We don't want to kill him. Yeah, it's uh, oral allergy syndrome. It's to do with uh, hay fever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of the fruits. Okay, wow. Anyway, anyway, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. I was feeling a bit rubbish today. <laughs> I don't, just some kind of illness coming on, but I'm I'm feeling a lot better at the moment than I was this morning. Just just going around, I felt, felt like I was drunk all day. I had a couple of pints or something and just a bit lightheaded. But yeah, I'm, I'm better now. I'm Hopefully, it was only just like a Good. day thing, like not, not an illness coming on. I don't remember the last time I was ill. Don't get ill that often, but at, um, yeah. That just made me sorry. Just quickly going back to the fruit thing. <laughs> We're never going to get off this fruit thing. Just going back to fruit thing. Listeners, this is for you because this is <laughs> listeners. Or, or, right, this is for you because it's funny because he says he's allergic to fruit, but I have never seen a man in my life drink more fucking apple juice than this fucking guy. <laughs> Literally, as I'm saying it, he's taking a sip of <sighs> apple juice. Like that is not even joking. Well, got an entire bottle of it next to him i read a while ago that uh for for things like this and youtube eating a green apple helps get rid of the crap of, at the back of your throat like the the gunky gunky stuff i can't eat a green oh. apple because i'm allergic to them so i i drink mm. apple juice instead oh that's such a shame yeah um i'm more of a green apple man myself i like like i like a red apple yeah but i love the crunch i love the you know, the outer layer of a... And I like them to be a little bit more... Sometimes green apples can be a little bit sour and sweet at the same time. Yeah. And I like that. So I'm more of a green apple person. We'll have to do a, a vote in the, uh, <laughs> on the Discord. Green green or red apples? Like, which way are you sweating? Yeah. yeah. And so if I yeah. eat apples, I get lumps all over my lips. 
Well, not oh, all over. A couple of them. Uh, probably two or three. Um, so, so it's nothing too bad. I'm not going to die if I eat any fruit. Uh, but I, it irritates. Yeah, I, I yeah. still eat strawberries every now and then because I really like them, but I think they sort of mm. make my throat feel a bit tingly and weird. Mm. Yeah. Oranges, I get lumps on my tongue. Wow. Yeah. I, I like a lot of fruit. I do like a lot of fruit, but I can't eat it, which is a shame. Shall we move on from this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. That's me because we're... Like always, this will just become a fruit fucking podcast or some <laughs> bullshit. So let's go. Didn't we talk about vegetables last time? I can't remember. We talked about something last time. It might have been veg. Yeah, we did. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I remember last time <laughs> having almost the same conversation. <laughs> or we were doing something and we said vegetables. I don't know what's happening in our minds. No. Oh, anyway, right. Um, yeah. Do we have any news or new releases? I haven't listened to any new releases because I've been I listening to. I have. I have some news. Well, I've done some news on my YouTube, which we can reference here because not everyone watches my YouTube. Um, cool. But if you don't, you should go and subscribe, Simon Barn. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, <laughs> you should. I've got a list of the bands that uh, got added to download. If you watch, Should I run through those quickly? Uh, yes, good idea. Cool, yeah. So we had an announcement. I know it was a little while ago, but just to refresh everyone's memories, it was Pucifer, 100 Reasons, Cherry Bombs, Cancer Bats, Static Dress, State Champs, Punk Rock Factory, Casey, Red Hook, Rituals, Hacken, and Snayax, Snayax, Snacks. I don't know. I think I think that's Snacks. Right. S N A Y X. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, those are the bands that were. And you were right because Adam said historically it's smaller bands on this announcement. Yeah. And they are mostly smaller bands, so Adam was right with that one. So history, you know, does show you a lot of things that happens, and it does repeat itself. So Adam was spot on with that one. It was smaller bands. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I, going off a little bit from that, I have, uh, seeing on my sort of Facebook memories, over the last week, two two weeks maximum, I've seen loads of memories saying I've just bought my download ticket. So I think most years previously, I've waited this late to get my ticket. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. If I'm not doing the instalment scheme, which I have done quite a lot of the times i would wait till at least may to buy my ticket for download yeah that's what we said like i can understand why people are pissed off because some people would literally buy the download tickets last minute because it would never sell out yeah you'd be like yeah i'm gonna go to download but i ain't gonna get my ticket till the 29th of may <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. and you all you knew you were going to go to download because you knew there was going to be tickets yeah but this year it's just messed that up for everyone yeah definitely like there's people that do youtube channels now that i've been watching and they're like yeah i'm not going to download this year but their videos are all about download festival so it's like because they're still trying to do the content yeah but they didn't actually get a ticket in time because they're probably one of the people that get tickets late so yeah yeah, it's at a it's a massive knock-on effect (laughs) it's selling out so it's it's actually crazy yeah but hopefully people have got some through resale though so that's good hopefully yeah uh a friend of mine got a ticket through well i've had a couple of couple of friends drop out um recently through through various reasons and uh, i had another couple of friends who wanted to go but didn't get them in time so yeah now they're coming and yeah, this actually good. this year there's going to be three of us that all went together in 2004 which is going to be wow. cool. it's going to be very cool nice yeah Fucking, um, hell, it's changed a lot. Yeah, it's changed a lot since <laughs> yeah. then. It's like a different, different festival. Yeah, one of them is Jacobs, who you met last year, mm-hmm. um, and another one. Yeah, it was a good friend of ours from school. I think he stopped going. I want to say in two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. So he's wow. not been. My God, since then. Well, essentially, look, the parking's not in the same place. 
and the arena the, the the parking's not in the same place the camping's not in the same place <laughs> and the arena's not in the same place so technically he's going to a different festival yeah true because he's not going to recognize <laughs> anything like at all like everything is in a different place now yeah so yeah <laughs> it's um he's gonna be like is this download what the fuck where's the dunlop tire <laughs> it's the uh, theseus's <laughs> ship i've said that about football teams what? before theseus's ship or oh or yeah Trigger's yeah broom. of course yeah um Mm. On that though, actually, let's let's go back to something news-related. Um, a few weeks back, I think I messaged you with, with the first night I found out that um, Saliva's guitarist Wayne Swinney died. Yeah, uh, just yeah, just on tour randomly, like not randomly, but on tour out completely out of the blue. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, and he was the last founding member of Saliva at that point. And so I thought that's going to be interesting if they do carry on because there's no bands in the in in the in the, the no members in the band now that were in it at the beginning. So that is the same kind of thing, like wow. DC is a ship. Um, mm. But I think they, they they did wait a few weeks and they they have said they are going to carry on. It's what I mean, they got a, uh, an album recorded, um, and it's what Wayne would have wanted uh, for them to carry on with the music sort of in his name. Did they say what he died of? No, well, they did even. Yes, they did. Um, but I cannot remember. It was just like a random something to do with his brain, I believe. Just out of the okay, blue. No. Just I think I want to say like swelling on the brain or water on the brain. I cannot remember now. It's really annoying. I should. That's really terrible Jesus. of me. That's, that's <laughs> fucking scary. Let's not talk. Let's not continue talking about that. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I messaged you. Actually, it was. It, I I saw it the night after we had finished recording, and um. I, I wasn't sure who started the band uh, at that point, so I, I had a look. I think I said to you, didn't I? I had a look on Wikipedia, and it already had him listed as a previous member. It was like, the, uh, Saliva announced his death half an hour ago, and that really annoyed me. Um, yeah, these people that go in and edit, man, they're, they're fast fuckers. Yeah. Real yeah. fast. But uh, News travels pretty quickly now. Yeah, so I was hoping to see them over here. I, I was hoping they would come back over here at some point this year after the last cancelled tour, but uh, probably won't happen now, but at least they got a new album coming out that's already recorded, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, get some new music at least, and you know, they might come over here at some fucking point. Yeah. Very annoying, that is, when you've got a really favourite band and they never <laughs> come over. Yeah, yeah, but never mind, It's uh can't really complain when what's happened. <laughs> you know, can't complain. No, that's, can't a, that's, a fair, that's a fair reason not to come over Yeah, here. yeah. Agreed. Excellent. Well, um, uh, shall, I run, shall I run through some new releases real quick? Yes. Yeah, do it. Uh, so have you had a chance to listen to Enter Shikari's album? No. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Really, really good. Not sure I like it as much as the last album. Um, the one that they brought out just before um, COVID. So like just before, then they couldn't tour it. So technically, right. they're touring two albums because okay. no one really yeah. heard those songs played live apart from the last couple of gigs they've done. Yeah. And obviously, this is a new album. So it'll be really interesting. You're actually getting two albums worth of Venice Shikari stuff played live rather than just a one. They should um, do two separate yeah, nights. They have. They did. Oh, in okay. London and in oh, Bristol. <laughs> Excellent. And a couple of nights. Yeah, they've done like a... They've done like a... Metallica um, thing. Yeah. But they've done it at like... <laughs> oh, they, I, I think they've done that. it across... They've done it across three months, and they've done two gigs at every venue. Ah, so that's yeah, cool. it was pretty cool. Yeah, and they played like loads of stuff off that album, and loads of stuff off the new album once they'd released it. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah uh, it's called "A Kiss for the Whole World." It's really good. Um, at first, I really liked the singles, but I wasn't so sure about the album tracks. But on 
further listens it is just a really great shikari track as album rather really good tracks some heavy ones on there couple of lighter ones to sort of see out the album uh the only thing that annoyed me about it is it's really sh- it it's a short album i don't know in minutes what it is but yeah it, it's very very short like when it's over you're like oh, oh okay <laughs> kind of feels like there could be one or two other songs on it maybe but sometimes short and sweet is good because it makes you want more so yeah yeah that's definitely. actually good but yeah really like it if you're a shikari fan i'm sure you've heard it if you haven't go and listen to it it's really good i am absolutely literally climbing the walls to see them at slam dunk i can't fucking wait it's energy headline Mm. show it's just unbelievable um devil driver released another song from uh dealing with demons part two if blood is life it's great again really great guitars his vocals are just fucking just just still fantastic like i don't understand the guy's done it for so long and still sounds just as fantastic yeah um yeah it has kind of vibes of um our maker's hand guitar tones like the slow sort of really weird guitar bits over it um i really liked it it's like it's very new but it's got old school vibes to it i thought that was really good okay um the used released another song called numb which is a i wouldn't say a slower one but a, a more down tempo one from the other two that they've released that were really fucking go for it songs yeah again i'm so excited to hear the new album because the three songs they've released have all been like top level i, I called it the mid period of um of the used my favorite used albums are um, Lies for the Liars, Artwork, and well, kind of the, maybe one before that. But that phase where they were really heavy and they had yeah. really great sort of slow tracks as well. That kind of feels like what they're going back to on this. So I'm like, oh, I'm just like, just give me that album. It's just going to be so good. Um, and, blah, 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 and Bleeding Through released another song called Wartime, which is excellent as well. So if you like your hardcore metal not your metal core <laughs> right. this bleeding through wartime because it's uh it's excellent um yeah that's it from me awesome um yeah we, we did did speak briefly before the before recording didn't we and and i said i've literally not listened to anything other than the the bands for this episode i think story yeah, of the we've, era. Li- we've both listened to loads of new music so like we haven't heard half of these bands so yeah. Adam's literally listened to a shitload of stuff, just not necessarily new releases. Yeah. Um, Story of the Year have, have released something hinting at, uh, I think it's like a 20th anniversary for the Black Swan album. And that was probably one of my favorite albums of theirs. And I really, nice. I, I saw I saw it last night and I thought, I really want to listen to that. But I knew I don't have time at the moment. I need to be cramming these new bands in. So I really want to listen to it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed them it. when we listened to them last time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like we said before, they surprised me. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. So yeah. I've added them to a couple of my playlists now. So, uh, yeah, awesome. might become a story of the year fan. Yeah, Black Swan was such a good album. Um, whether it's in my memory because of what I was doing at the time, you know, I listened to it over and over again. Um, so maybe it's sort of up there for me more than a lot of other people. Because you listen to it so much. Yeah, more, yeah, more than it deserves, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes bands or albums can do that but uh yeah I, I i think it's incredible all their stuff is incredible so yeah um yeah cool um, well shall we move on to um well should we move on um, <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah yeah should we go we go in main subject um we have, well yeah before we do that uh should we just uh do our little pre 
preamble. I don't know if that's the right word. Pre-thingy. A pre-thingy about Discord and Patreon. Uh, and uh, so so if, if this was a song, if this was a song, we just got out of the verse. We want to get to the chorus, which <laughs> is the download 2023 Saturday. So Adam's just going to go through the pre-chorus with you. The build-up. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we, we keep saying it. We've had a lot more people joining recently. Our Discord is really, really good at the moment. Um, and we will um, not entice in in something. We want you to come and join our Discord because it's very good. Please. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> That's a great way to sell it. Don't even need to say any more than that. No, it's perfect. Yeah, a lot of great chats going on there. A lot of talking about WWE wrestling, about wrestling, because it's not all WWE, is it? No. No, AEW, we were talking about the AEW Wembley show. That's been quite a hot topic on the uh, on the Discord. Yeah, uh, but we've got loads, loads of chats going on there, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's really, really good. We cannot thank Stu enough. We keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it every episode. But Stu has uh, mm-hmm. sort of stepped up to be... I don't know what to call it. I can't remember if I did this last time. But he's a moderator or admin. No, he's not a moderator because we're not moderating anything. He's an administrator. Right. Administrator. Okay, he's, excellent. He's, he's, he's doing all of the little bits and bobs for us. He's not yeah. moderating because we're not download fucking Facebook group. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. that might have been one of the subjects we've been talking about on the Discord. I won't say any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um. Um. What? I, let, let's see if I remember that for next episode. Um. Yeah. It. It's been doing amazing work with, with all that, creating new text channels as well. Awesome work. Thank you, Stu. We can't uh, thank you enough. Like I said. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks, dude. And our Patreon. We we've got a couple more Patreons to read out at the end of this episode, which is very very nice. Um. If you if you're th- thinking about supporting us, we yeah. Uh, like we said, we've got a Patreon. We've already got a couple of different tiers in there, a £3 tier and a £5 tier to support us. We, If you support us at the £3 tier, we'll read your name out at the end of the next episode. And if you support us at the £5 tier, we'll read your name out at the end of every episode. Um, and then lots more will be coming. We are currently looking at getting T-shirts made up for download. Um, so we'll come and hand deliver them to you at download. Uh, but we, we need a few more days on that. Uh, but it will be... Uh, well we we are really really hoping to get them um so that's another reason to join our discord because we'll probably put the announcement out for that in the discord uh is is the main place to find it we'll, we'll put it out on other things we'll put the design out on facebook and instagram as well um but you don't always see things straight away on there you know I, i've been seeing important things like two days ago it's like come and listen we're going live in 15 minutes two days later i see it like <laughs> in the discord <laughs> You get what is said as soon as it's said, if you want to. You, you can just ignore it if you if you want to as well. But you don't have to wait for the algorithm to show you things that it wants to show you. No, straight on there. Boom. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and again, the Wednesday morning episode, we are going to be doing a, 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 an episode to put out on the Wednesday morning of download, the same as we did last year. If anybody doesn't know what that was, we basically asked a lot of people to either write into us or send us a voice clip and tell us what download means to you, what, who you're looking forward to, how many times you've been, or anything you want to tell us. Anything you want to say, anything you want our listeners to know. Anything that's very, very cool that you do and like, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, and as a, again, that's something that's going to be going up in the Discord in the next few days. But the ways you can do that, you can send us a voice clip on either Facebook or Instagram Messenger. 
you can just hit the little microphone and then start talking and it records i think it's up to half an hour if you want to um which is ridiculous and, and it doesn't send it straight away you can just cancel it and then start re-recording it again anyway um although and uh, but i and i know most people have um smartphones now who which which has got um its own recording voice recording software built into it anyway so you can record your own voice um with that and just send it as a file to our email address as well and again you can do that as many times as you want you don't have to just send whatever you say straight like first time do it redo it however you want you can put it on a computer and edit it like we do with the podcast and make it sound shiny profesh and, yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah shiny is not the right word <laughs> um but yeah um the, our email is dear download 2003 at gmail.com um or you can send us a message on our on our um socials like facebook instagram or in discord and we will read it out on the episode if you don't want to yes yeah so yeah send you know you don't have to say it yourself if you don't want to speak if you don't like the sound of your voice some people find that yeah. really weird just send us a message and me or ad will read it out yeah awesome but uh but there must be a cutoff because last year adam done it because there was only time for him to do it <clears throat> but yeah, i definitely want to be involved late. in this year's one so yeah. i think we're gonna have a cut off a few days before download so <laughs> me and adam can do the bits and edit it because yeah yeah absolutely i was literally just about to say that there will be a deadline it's not sorry sorry no it's fine it's fine awesome um we're just on the same page about pretty much everything <laughs> good um good. yeah there will be a cut-off point a deadline we don't know what date that will be but the earlier you get it in the more excited we will be about doing this as well we, <laughs> we, we just want to get as many people involved in this as possible could you imagine just yeah this is all right, whoever sends in the last one i will read in a purely monotone voice okay that's your punishment for sending it in late i'll be like i'm really looking forward to download i love download can't wait to see stray from the po- i'll read it like that okay don't piss me off get them in get them in <laughs> nice i like that excellent um well on that note then shall we bring ronnie in to i think that's everything yep shall we bring ronnie in to bring us in to the main topic which is every band that's playing on the saturday at download festival 2023 okay i'll get him in here we go ronnie ronnie spaghetti hair big meatballs big banana chocolate poo poo hey hey ronnie there he comes that was awesome Thank you, Ronnie. Okay, uh, so also really quickly before we do this, I just want to say we had a a request in the Discord as well. Uh, Somebody, so there's nothing, another perk of being in our Discord. You can request things for the podcast. And I think this will probably affect a lot of people, not just the one person who requested it. Uh, they asked us to read the name of the band out at the end of the, uh, the end of our chat as well, so that you haven't got to rewind and find out what band we were actually talking about. Because at the beginning, ah, at the beginning, okay, yeah. we'll say a band name; it will mean nothing. Yeah. But as we're talking, oh, nothing. As we're talking, then you know you might get a little bit more excited about it, but you don't know who it is because you didn't take in the band name, and. Um, Okay. Another good point. Okay. I remember I used to do that with my board game podcast. They talk about probably four or five board games each episode. 
and there was a name of it at the beginning that meant nothing to me but talking about the game made me excited about it and uh and, and i was like i don't know what game this is though <laughs> and wait a minute wait, 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 hold on hold on hold on people don't listen to our podcasts over and over again what's going on there once you've listened to it go back to the beginning listen to it again <laughs> then then you'll get it you know so that's what you should be doing no i'm joking we'll, we'll yeah. do that you mean right at the beginning so you get to the end of episode 46 and then start yeah, go back episode, to 46 episode one and listen no through. you go back to 46 <laughs> oh, okay you listen to every every episode at least twice minimum yeah i agree with that you should then when you get to the end you go back to one <laughs> and then you go back again one last thing before we go into it I set Simon a challenge the other day. Uh, I told him there's a band on this day that absolutely blew me away and I cannot believe I've never listened to before. Um, and I kept going back to them. They're not the smallest of bands, but I set him a challenge. I, th- I said, I think he knows me well enough to know which band it is. You already know. You already know. <laughs> I, I reckon I already know. Okay. Should I say it? Or should I wait? I was going to say you should wait. wait okay, I'll wait. wait, I'll wait, wait, I'll wait. When I was to listening it. to them, when I was listening to them, I was thinking, he's going to fucking love this. But I might be wrong now. Now you're putting yeah. me in like a weird <laughs> headspace where I think I'm wrong. I think this is the band. But when we get there, yeah. when we get there. Yeah. When we okay. get there. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, I think he knows me well enough to know what band it is. So yeah, we, I think I do. We will see you when we get there. You have to wait. A bit of wait bait. We haven't done that for a while. Wait bait. Love a bit of weight, mate. And and all of you listening, you can try and work it out as well. If you know some of these bands, you probably know me quite well because I talk a lot about just anything. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the listeners know us both because the reason why some some podcasts they don't speak like personally, they just speak about news, new bands, but they don't actually, you know, they don't give too much into sort of the people they are or yeah. their personality comes out a little bit. But you don't, you know, we talk about the beginning of the show how what we've been up to and all that yeah. stuff. But I like that because. I feel like the listeners, it doesn't feel intrusive because we're not telling them anything personal. No, yeah. But it's nice that I that that I feel like all the listeners know us very well. And when I get tagged in stuff on the Discord, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course they tagged me in this. Or do you know what I mean? Because I, I everyone already knows what I'm like, so yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, everyone else can guess as well. I mean, we're just people. I think I I wanted to make sure mm. I said in the very first episode, I'm just a postman. I'm just a guy. I'm not a I'm not a professional. Uh, podcaster there are rules i don't want to stick to them because people who take it too seriously only stick to the rules and maybe they do a good podcast but maybe i don't want to do that you know <laughs> maybe mm. we, we don't want to do that and we are nope. happy to put ourselves out there and tell you all the little things about ourselves <laughs> and we hope you actually enjoy it and listen enjoy hearing <laughs> that i hope so i hope so let's let's get into it let's go Okay, um, so we will be starting... Where's my notes? We will start with Saturday on the Dogtooth stage, opening opening up the Dogtooth stage. is a band called Anti-Saint. Oh, you've done this in a completely different order. Sorry. Oh, bugger. I've done it. I've done it. The po- It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Do it, do, we'll do it your way. Sorry. Right, I've, I've done it the shitty alphabetical order way. It's fine. I did it in our poster order. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In house, in house. Sorry, I did not use the in house poster. What an idiot! <laughs> use your own resources, Simon. Come on. Sorry. Uh, are you cool with doing it this way? You can. Yeah. yeah. I, I, they're all highlighted on my thing, so it's all good. I can skip to one, no problemo. Cool. Nice. Okay. So starting with Anti Saint, 
opening up the Dogtooth stage on a Saturday with Vaticinate, Anti-Saint delivers right out of the gate an arena rock ostentatious album. Vaticinate is 16 songs strong spread across three EPs, observant of the world today, as well as reflecting on the process of personal creativity. I think there was a lot more to that on their Spotify. I just took their, I just took what was written on Download's website. That's um, cool. But they did have, yeah, so I have spoken about them before and said that I was very intrigued about the naming of their things, and now that makes sense. Um, it was meant to be three EPs. Um, I really liked Anti-Saint. I really liked Anti-Saint <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. I really, oh, really liked them as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really, really liked them. I, at first, the first song came on and I went, is this featuring Jeffrey Nothing from Mushroom Head? Hmm. He sometimes sounds exactly like the singer of Mushroom Head when he sings. And I was like, is this song featuring Jeffrey Nothing? And I actually had to pull it up Spotify with it and go, no, this is just them. I was like, it does sound different, but it also sounds the same. So that was like off the get go. Then I let the music sink in. I was like, this is re-, like instantly. I was like, yeah, I really like this. The ri- yeah. the riffs were beefy as hell. Yeah. The production was great for such a small band. I don't know who they got to produce it. But it sounded excellent. Um, yeah, it was like some of the songs were alt rock. Some of them were metal. Some of them were a bit new metal Some of them were a bit proggy. They've got loads of really good sort of influences. Couldn't put a finger on another band that sounds like them they kind of sound like an amalgamation of loads of bands yeah um i listened to all three eps did you nice i was like i really like this band yeah so i i listened to essentially everything that they have on spotify at the moment (laughs) um and it's crazy because i didn't look at their numbers i looked at the band put the music on loved them yeah i looked at they've got like one thousand listeners i was like this band should have hundreds of thousands of listeners yeah this is insane that they are really like this singer is incredible like you know not in the way where like he's the greatest singer ever his performance his tone his delivery is wow i was blown away by them i was like oh my god amazing yeah i kept going back to them um and also i want to say the guitarist joined our discord ages ago um really yeah he's android wow uh, i tried sending a message to try and get a bit more uh, a bit more information about like the the album or the EPs, uh, but he's not accepting messages from people who he's not friends with. So I sent him a friend request. Oh, we definitely have it. to get 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 someone on the show from this band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely at yeah. some point because they are they are fucking. I mean, like I legitimately had no idea that, <laughs> that. But I, like I'm not trying to beat anyone up that like we know or anything. But like I thought this band were fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. He he's also posted a design of a T-shirt that they were getting made up specifically for download. Um, and he's also they've also got a load of plectrums made up for download as well, which they're going to be nice. handing out. Um, he said they're going to be there for the whole weekend. Um, I don't know whether they're camping in general camping or there's like a guest area where um, where they can be. But yeah, he said that... I've... Dude, they'll, they'll be a normal camping. Yeah. Lead, lead, leaders told you what Download UK are like. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the thing is, <laughs> they're American. They're an American band. So they come, like you said, they're relatively small numbers on on Spotify, and they're coming all the way over from America to open the fourth stage at Download. So it's massive. So yeah, I, I wanted to pick up this band a lot anyway. I'm glad you did as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I fucking love anybody yeah. who likes these, make sure you get down there for this band for the first thing because it's going to be first thing in the morning. They they're going to want a big crowd. They're going to want people 
there to see them you know it, it, it's going to be it must be a pr- pretty um nerve-wracking thinking you know who's gonna who's actually going to be in the arena at this point in the morning so yeah make sure yeah. you get down there early and see them i will definitely yeah go and check them out like if you like if you like good singers and metal rock and new metal check these guys out because it's it's beefy as hell loved it yeah yeah and that was anti-saint anti-saint nice one thank you yeah (laughs) excellent um yeah my notes i've put two headlines the name and then the write-up then the name in big letters (laughs) (laughs) um nice but yeah cool we can we can you can keep doing it we'll do it we'll free flow it we'll free lance it we'll free Style it, that's the one. Freestyle. Okay. Crack the microphone. Yeah, to you. <laughs> what a tune, mate. That's a banger. <clears throat> Oi, they'll play that at the stag, I bet you. They probably will. Remember <laughs> who it was? This this could be in the 90s quiz. Bone Funk MCs. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Who the man, blood? Don't mess with me, oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's move on. Uh, Kid Bookie. Kid Bookie is a melting pot of music. Drawing from his... Kid Bookie is a melting pot of music. Drawing from his influences across the musical spectrum, he merges genres freely with just enough experimental to lead you into cutting off your ear like Van Gogh. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. That's a bit extreme, but yeah. kind of kind of different to all the other write-ups we've read, so that's quite refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that it? That That's it. That is it. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. What did you think? I don't really know. <laughs> Um, I, I again in in our chat before starting the the podcast, I said that there was a lot of different types of music, a lot of rap rock, and it it I struggled to get my head around some of these and and learned like and noticed the differences between some of the bands. Um, and Kid Bookie is def- one I definitely remembered listening to a few times, but it's gone. <laughs> so it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought. Um, yeah. Good. I thought. I thought strange was a strange mix because, like, right for the because we have to set a marker, right? So you know, like we say, like these bands, it, like really, it's someone who shouldn't be playing download because ninety percent of music is either grime or dubstep or you know something hip hop orientated in style from whatever pre post pre genre that is, right? Yeah. So if we define alternative as something that plays a rock led guitar either with or without distortion if we say that's what you consider to be alternative yeah and if the vocals are not beautiful nice pop vocals right so that's technically alternative because alternative is alternative to what you would consider would be in the charts but a lot of the pit bands that play download now make music that would be in the charts so the whole lines of download being a metal festival are completely blurred now because You have all types of music. And I'm not complaining about this. A lot of people don't like the fact that downloads are getting like this. I love the fact, as long as it keeps, you know, a heavy core, I don't mind what's around it. I don't mind what we've got. Because once, you know, every now and then something pops up and it's very different, but it's very good and it still fits in with the vein of download. So as much as this guy doesn't fit download, he kind of does as well, because it's kind of almost like outsider music. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I'm just interested to see what a download crowd would think of it. Like, if you have a yeah. random guy, right, who walks up with a um, a fucking, I don't know, a Black Dahlia Murder t-shirt on, and he walks into the kid bookie tent, what is he or her going to think about that? Are they going to go, 
what on earth is this? Or is there going to be some form of interest for it? Like that's the sort of blurred lines that we're getting with all the bands that we're listening to now, like that play download. It's like, what is alternative? What fits and what doesn't? These kind of people almost walk the line to shouldn't be at download, but kind of should be at the same time. So it's difficult to put a thing. But yeah, I thought some alternative stuff, there was some heavy guitars, grime stuff, some dubstep stuff in there. Um, Yeah, it was good. It was, you know, it was, it was good. Not necessarily something that I would listen to, but I can see why people would link like it. But I'm interested to think what downloaders will think of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If any of that made sense, or that was just a ramble from nowhere. No, I, I I agree with you. I think I I remember thinking it's not the kind of band you would see at download. And luckily for me, I'm the kind of person who doesn't mind going to download and seeing four bands all weekend. You know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are annoyed that. Yeah, it's a band like this that's there because they want to see somebody else who they like. Get you. But yeah, okay. I've seen a lot of people complaining about the clashes as well. Like, but they want to see seven or eight bands per day. Well, that means that it has to be tailored to your needs if you want to see that many bands because that's that's the amount of bands that are on each stage. So you, there's bound to be clashes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I I I, I, I that's why I hate just that kind of mentality like oh there's not enough good bands that i like playing well go put on your own fucking festival then yeah <laughs> it's not just you going is it it's good. loads thousands of people going there's got to be something there for everyone you can't just tailor to one particular genre if you want that go to a fucking metal festival that's just all metal bands yeah it's download you know what it is You've seen the poster. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's just that really fucking annoys me. Yeah. Also, people that sit at their tents and don't see bands, but me and Adam have got over <laughs> yeah, that. So we don't worry have about got it. over that. <laughs> um, but the, the other thing to say on that is, though, that the, the people booking these things, they know what they're talking about. They know music probably far better than we do. Um, I know you, you are pretty good. You know your stuff more than I do. But the, it's their job to know what's popular, what people like. So I trust them. You know, if it's not my taste, that's fine. I don't, my taste is not the same as what most people like these days. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If they don't give these people a chance, if they don't mix it up, if it's the same thing every year, if it's just the bands that are huge or below a thing and people don't think about the small bands, if you don't start bringing bands up, this festival will just die on its ass. Yeah. It, it has to have these things to continue as a festival. That's just the way it is. And music now... Music's gone back now to like it did in the late 90s, early 2000s. Everyone is putting everything into music. You might have a dubstep song. You might have a band that does a dubstep song and then a fucking black metal song. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just what music is now. You can do whatever you want. There's no record labels telling these people what they have to make. Yeah, they can make whatever they want. Yeah. So it makes music better. But I can see why it annoys people. But if it annoys you... Don't go and watch the fucking band. Go and watch someone else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's my. That's one of my hates. People that stand watching a band, complaining about the band they're watching. Yeah. Oh my god, that oh, that boils me up big time, man. Is someone writing this down? I have to let that one a, go. A bingo, a bingo list of what annoys <laughs> Simon. I'm going to try and do all of them. I've got a couple of rants in my notes. I feel like having a rant this week. Sorry, guys, but just prepare yourselves. This this is not the end of my rants. Cool. That's fine. <laughs> Um, are we? Was there any more on Kid Bookie? Mm-mm. No. Okay, that was Kid Bookie. Lake Malice. Lake Malice are rising stars in the UK metal scene with a modern sound that draws influences from new metal, hyperpop, and metalcore. 
Newly formed during the COVID-19 pandemic of 2021, Lake Malice have been building a fast-growing fan base around the UK, following extensive touring with the likes of Hacktivist, Bloodywood, Modern Era and Death Blooms, as well as appearing at Download 2022 on the RIP stage. What do you think of Lake Malice? Uh, yeah, um, I don't remember too much about them, but my notes say metal poppy with electronic elements, good vocals, um, and yeah, they're throwing loads of sort of different styles together. I put, um, I liked it, but I haven't given it a further listen. But on first listen, I liked it. Excellent. Yeah, I think I was the same. Um, we spoke last episode about how I'd, I'd like a bit of electronic, but not too much. And I think they had just the right amount for me. Um and I did quite like Lake Malice. I didn't listen to him too much, but yeah, I think I did quite like him. Uh, Beauty School Dropout. Just when you thought rock was dead, enter LA-based band Beauty School Dropout, blasting into the rock world with no intention of slowing down. Comprised of lead singer Cole Hutzler, producer, guitarist Bardo, and bassist Beepus, <laughs> this dangerously charming <laughs> three-piece has become the talk of the town with their striking look and infectious tunes. With the immediate co-sign and executive production of Fever 333's Jason Allen Butler and legendary punk producer Rob Cavallo, Boys Do Cry was born. I think I remember liking Beauty School Dropout as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember them being like sort of alternative sounding with a little bit of punk in there as well. Um, I thought yeah. the vocals were good. There was slight sort of tinge of pop punk as well, but like modern pop punk. Um, like Machine Gun Kelly, almost poppy kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not my thing. But Jesus Christ, they're extremely popular. Like the songs had like thirty-three million listens, like the top two. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So they must be popular. So fair play to download for booking them. Not my thing, but I did think that what they do is good. Yeah. Cool. Beauty School Dropout. That was Bambi Thug. Submerged in hedonism. Independent artist Bambi Thug takes a genre-fluid mix of hyperpunk, avant-electro-pop and forges it with sex positivity, freedom and the occult to encourage us to open the gates of self-expression that forces us to address the unspeakable in a way we don't want to avoid. Mm. Nah, not for me. What did you think of Bambi <laughs> no, Thug? Not for me. I No. Mm. Yeah, it was like modern pop metal sort of stuff. Reminded me of Cassia a little bit. Yeah, had that kind of vibe to it yeah. with the female sort of she goes in loads of different styles of vocals sometimes it's heavy sometimes it's poppy um yeah again you know the level of quality of bands download have got is really great so again really good at what she does and they do but totally not my thing out of my wheelhouse as i said on the last episode but still very good i can see why people would like it yeah okay I want to say, I, th I think this kind of music is, oh, what was it? I heard people talking about it a while ago. Was it something like bimbo metal or something like that, maybe? I could be wrong. Oh, okay. It might not be them. But, um, yeah, there is bimbo core or bimbo metal or something out there. Bimbo core. That's <laughs> there's, great. There's something along those lines. I love all these fucking weird subgenres that are coming out now. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Enola Gay. Belfast-based Irish noise punk mob formed in late 2019. Venomous hip-hop-inspired vocals that are uncompromising as the guitars are unforgiving. Layered on a rhythm section that draws as much from left-field electronica and techno as it does from post-punk heroes of the late 70s. Their sound garnered them widespread acclaim from both industry and music fans around the globe, culminating in them being the most booked up and 
uh, most booked up-and-coming Irish band for festivals this year. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very different. Um, I've written on my notes, yeah, uh, punk done in a modern way, blended with electronics, which is quite different. Um, again, as the last two, wasn't my thing, but the, the quality of the band was really good. Um, I liked what they were doing, and it was different to everything else that was on that we listened to on that well that i think we listened to for all these bands so it stood out yeah um yeah again not my thing but very good i can see why they're sort of coming up so well because they've got a different sound to everyone else yeah cool yeah i don't i, I definitely listened to them i think there were a couple of bits in some of the songs that i i quite liked but overall the general general songs it wasn't for me uh that was enola gay spirit adrift 20 centuries gone is a collection of two new original songs and six cover songs that span the timeline of Spirit Adrift's most foundational influences, featuring artwork by Brian Mercer from Lama God, High on Fire, Mastodon, and mixed by Zeus from Overkill, Crowbar, and Municipal Waste. This release is a powerful journey through the past, present, and future of cra- uh, uh, future of classic metal's most exciting new band. I didn't think they were that exciting either. <laughs> I really didn't uh yes i literally wrote uh what did i write where are they uh i wrote old school style heavy metal was good don't really have too much to say about (laughs) it didn't really wasn't anything spectacular for me just sounded like a decent band doing old school style metal cool nothing else to really say about it yeah i did think to be fair i did think that the you said that about the covers but i did think that the artwork looked really cool on spotify so that's one of the things i definitely noted so they're right there because their artwork is fucking awesome uh yeah that was spirit adrift greg pusiato initially known for being the incendiary vocalist of the influential antagonistic and simultaneously genre defining and genre destroying band the dinner escape plan he's become one of the most stylistically versatile and emotionally visceral singers to exist in the modern recorded landscape as well as one of the most uncompromising and exciting live performers. That is the very first full stop there. (laughs) Elusive, unpredictable and extreme, he has generated a passionate cult following, uniquely and fearlessly bridging unlikely musical worlds. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Dillinger Escape Plan and I wasn't a fan of Greg Pusiato. Okay, complete opposite for me. Um, love DP, love Dillinger Escape Plan. They're incredible. His voice is unbelievable uh really great on this stuff i can't believe i haven't listened to it before i never even knew he was doing any solo stuff so i've like buzzing now that i've discovered it he's so creative um his stuff a lot of the stuff sounds like really early marilyn manson slash nine inch nails stuff a lot of it is very 80s goth influenced which i absolutely love um anything from the 80s goth period altogether it was incredible really great great vocals great musically such a creative guy always comes up with new ways to do things or to get stuff in. Yeah, absolutely loved it. If I get a chance, I will be going to see him, 100%. Cool. And head... Oh, yeah, sorry, that was Greg Pusiato. And headlining the Dogtooth stage is Monuments. For UK progressive metal band Monuments, more than a decade's worth of touring, roster changes, and collaborating with the amazing talent within their scene has continually honed and elevated their game to new heights. On the band's fourth studio album, In Stasis, the group brings together the best elements of the new chapter in their story while honouring many of the fixtures from the past. The follow-up to 2018's Phronesis 
The new record is also Monument's first with lead vocalist Andy Sizek at the helm. And as Mike Mallion notes, his involvement in the creation of Instasis has reshaped what the band is capable of from a songwriting perspective. I don't remember much about uh, them. For some reason, I don't have monuments on my notes. <laughs> um, but I have listened to them before. Okay. They're like a tech metal band, I want to say. Are they? Okay. Like really, really technical metal. I can't remember what the vocals are like. <laughs> I, I do remember when I listened to them, I liked them. But for some reason, they're the only band on this day that's not in my notes. <laughs> so I can't give you any more they than are. that. Did I get it wrong? Maybe I got it wrong. Let's have a quick look. Yeah. No, yeah, they are headlining the Dogtooth stage on the Saturday. Cool. Let's keep going. Uh, yeah, that was Monuments. Opening the Avalanche stage on the Saturday, then, we have Rituals. Rituals formed in 2018 as a fun college project between guitarist Ewan Lee and vocalist Lewis McRae. Fast forward to 2023, already strongly backed by a glut of industry tastemakers, joined by drummer Matt Dix and bassist Dom James. Rituals are unquestionably poised to break out this year. The soaring metal crew set loose their breathtaking new EP, Show Me The Signs, in 2022, and it's certainly the group's finest work to date. The three-track release heralds the quartet's growing songwriting prowess and musical maturity, with each track from the EP having its very own unique energy, element and flow. With a game-changing new EP on the way, backed by a raft of powerful singles and prominent live appearances, Rituals are set to be your favourite new band. And if you weren't aware, Rituals were the band that won the the deal. The um, Yes, the, I did know that. Was it Marshall Records deal? Yeah. Yeah, fair play to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really liked them. I really liked them. I put good modern metal, like the riffs, like the vocals. Um, and then I put, it feels like the beginning of a band. Obviously, it is the beginning of a band, but it's got that feel to it. Yeah. Um, and I've put at the end of my notes, I hope they go on to do well. Because um, what I've heard is really good so far. So I'm interested to see yeah. what they go on to do next. But yeah, I liked awesome. it. Yeah, I, I think I quite liked them too as well. Yeah, quite a bit. I went back to them a few times. Another one. Uh, that, uh, sorry. That was Rituals. Um, Black Gold is next on the lineup. Since they first burst onto the scene in February 2022, Black Gold have made a huge statement with their action-packed videos and new metal bangers and have garnered an incredible amount of fans and media attention alike. Appearing for the first time in public at Download Festival and the Heavy Music Awards in June, rumours began to fly about who it is behind the masks and where they have come from. But all we know is that black gold means business and they are here to stay. Uh, yeah, I actually saw them support Limp Biscuit at Wembley. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they were really, really good live. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't like them on Spotify as much as I liked them live. Okay. Um, I thought it was okay on Spotify, but live it was really good. Yeah, um, I can see that. I, li- I really, really liked it. Um, it, was, it was good. I will say, I just want to go on a quick rant about... right. New, new, N-E-W, so new, new metal, right? So there's a whole thing about new metal at the moment where new metal is the biggest it's ever been, right? That doesn't mean that new, new metal is the biggest it's ever been. That means that old new metal is bigger. Right. Because there isn't millions of people listening to Black Gold. There's millions of people listening to Limp Bizkit again yeah. and Corn again. Link and all that because it's coming around again. new stuff out. Yeah, so new, new metal is very not good <laughs> shall i say like n- like 
to, for the people that weren't around at the time when new metal was a big thing, 90% of new metal was absolute shite. <laughs> there was only 10% of it that was actually good. You really had to claw through the crap before you got to your your biscuits and your salivas and your all, all your good bands. There was a lot of shit released in those <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s. And I feel like the new version of new metal is good, but it's quite bland. And it doesn't take all the elements that I necessarily thought were good from new metal. Yeah. The point of new metal was that it infused other music. Right. That's why it became so popular because you had rap in there. You had hip hop in there. You had, you know, electronica in there. Stuff that people hadn't been putting into music before, which is why it got so big. But copying that again now just sounds like you've copied sort of someone's homework and it's just not as good a version as it did before. That's just my take on the new new metal bands that I've heard so far. Yeah. They're okay, but none of them are, I would say, great bands. You know, nothing's come out to say, fuck me, we should maybe get some more new new metal bands because this stuff's quite good. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to put like, because everyone's like, oh my God, new metal's back. It's not back because no one is clamoring <laughs> the walls to listen to new new metal bands. It's just that old new metal is popular again. Right. So I just wanted to say that because there's loads of people talking about it in the last week. So I just wanted to say my piece on it. But yeah, they're good. I thought they were much better live than on record, but I'm not thrilled by any of the new metal that's coming out at the moment. Cool. I um I yeah, I thought they were quite good. Um even even on Spotify. So yeah, I I, I can see they it would be good to uh, go listen to. The fact that they are brand new and they play behind masks. I'm wondering if it's somebody who's famous already has uh, just started this band and he's got his way into the into the scene. Yeah, as possibly quickly as possible. Um, yeah, but quite yeah. possible. If they started their first ever gig at Download, then yeah, yeah, it's probably someone established or someone that knows someone that's already established. And they're on tour with fucking Limp Biscuit. Like yeah. they were playing <laughs> a pretty much packed Wembley Arena. Like yeah, you know. Very lucky if you get that and you don't actually know anyone anyone in the music industry. So that probably gives you an indicator into it's probably someone that you already kind of know in the band, possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I quite like them. Um, I have not gone out of my way to listen to any new new metal, really, or, or sort of put a playlist on that's got lots of different new new metal bands to see which ones I like. I So I, I, can't, I can't really, I don't have much to say on, on that rant, I'm afraid. No, that's cool. Yeah. Just had to, yeah, say my piece. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, Black Gold. Casey. When Casey called it a day back in 2019, it felt like a premature demise. Their two full-length albums, 2016's Love Is Not Enough and 2018's Where I Go When I'm Sleeping, had firmly established the Welsh five-piece as one of the most exciting bands in Britain's alternate alternative scene in just a few short years. Some four or so years later, the band have returned, not only to sold-out crowds on their first reappearance on stage, but also with new music in hand. Uh, I can't say I'd even heard of Casey before <laughs> being announced for download. No, I don't have them on my list either. <laughs> oh dear. That's because, uh, yeah, because of the alphabetical thing. You can just miss it may some have bands. messed me up somehow, but yeah. I can't say. <laughs> Um, I did... it says they're melodic hardcore, which sounds like something I would really like. Yeah, no, I listened to them. I I know I listened to them today. I had a couple of songs on, but I can't bring together the words to describe them in the way you do. I'm afraid. Um, it's probably 
yeah, they're probably all right. You know, yeah, they're okay. They're probably pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to listen to them. I'll check back with you on that You one. guys, the listeners, know us well enough by now. Go and listen to the music and then just imagine what Simon would be saying. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Okay, that was not Casey. Um, Kid Capici. It's Capi Chi. It's Ben Beatham, Eddie Lewis, George MacDonald and Jack Wilson. Four twenty-somethings with big personalities from Hastings who've been making music together for over half their lives in various configurations. And the four have dreamed up something special as Kid Capici, a behemoth of a band on and off stage thanks to the Hastings scene that nurtured them until they got their big break from Frank Carter. He invited them to play his birthday party, then join him on a major tour. Their best songs explore racism, in-work poverty, mental health, violence frustration and all-consuming love with honesty and humour. All their songs come studded with barbed wire hooks, bristling with the juddered shock of, of live experience, the cathartic thrill of a balled-up fist relaxing uh, yeah, relaxing into an air punch. Oh, that was not easy to read that one, <laughs> but quite cool. Weirdly, in my notes, I've written modern alt-rock, bit of punk in there too, reminded me of Frank Carter. <laughs> so nice. i was definitely right on that yeah. bit uh it reminded me of frank carter a bit and slaves too well they're called soft play now talk about a bad band name change yeah. um but yeah reminded me of those two good very very punky um i like it i like that old rock punky stuff like frank carter i like it. it's got a bit of attitude still has this kind of punk mentality but it's it's performed much nicer than a standard punk band um i liked it it had a very British sound to it as well. And I like bands that don't feel like they go out of their way to try and sound not British. Like some bands, you would just never know that they're British. They don't have a British yeah. tone. You know you know what I mean? Like there's something about it that feels British. And the, sometimes in singers, their British accent comes out. And I like that because um, it kind of defines where you're from. So yeah, I really liked them. I thought they were cool. I'm going to go back and check out more of their stuff because I really like Frank Carter. Yeah. And that's the kind of vibe that I got from these guys. So yeah, liked it a lot. Excellent. What about you? Um I don't really know. Again, I they were in, in, in the in the bands that I know I definitely listened to several times, but just they just did not stick in my head at all. <laughs> like and, and I've said that it seemed to be a lot of these bands. I've been listening to it for well over a week. Um but yeah, just some of these songs just did not stick. That's it. That's all I can say, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was Kid Capici. Nothing Nowhere. One of Lao Tzu's many lessons in Tao Te Ching tells us that if we care about what other people think, we'll always be their prisoner. It's a principle that Joe Mullerin is learning to abide by on Trauma Factory. Recorded in the wake of the most tum tumultuous time of his life, Trauma Factory is the sound of healing of picking up the pieces and reassembling them into something durable so that they may weather the next storm. Yeah, I've written uh, trap, rap, metal, had a bit of everything, very different. I kind of liked it. It was a bit messy in places. Sometimes when you fuse stuff together, it don't quite, doesn't quite work in places, but I did think it was, it, it was different. Had much more of an alternative um, vibe to it than, say, kid bookie did because although this is quite similar it's definitely way more on the sort of alternative side um one thing i did notice is there's a lot of featurings on the track on the tracks and 
if you've got a lot of songs that feature a lot of other singers, how do you do those songs live? So yeah, it was good, but um, I'm never a fan of bands that have a lot of features on them because I feel like it kind of takes away from the band. Having a couple's okay, but having a load is um a bit weird. But yeah, I I liked it. I do think it was good. Um, but yeah, a bit messy in places. But I kind of yeah, liked it. I think I quite liked Nothing Nowhere. I, I think I did. Um, but yeah, on that, there's something I thought about quite a while ago. One of my sort of little shower thoughts. I I remember thinking to myself, you know, if I wasn't a band, I would just try and do stuff with other people just to sort of give them a leg up or or them give give me a leg up um and i thought why don't bands do this more often and then it was a few months later i realized they do if they do do that a lot a lot of a lot of the new bands on spotify like in the top five songs or whatever they'll they'll have a song with somebody else um even even papa roach yeah. are doing it a lot at the moment who've been around forever oh yeah um, loads and I always try to find if if I want to check out a band, I always try and find a, a song that doesn't have anybody else because you don't know how much of an influence the other person's band or the other band's music has on this True. particular yeah. song. But yeah, I thought that was funny. I'm glad I didn't say it because I would look like a twat because I was completely wrong because bands are doing that a lot, <laughs> and I would have been saying like, why don't they do it? Yeah, especially new new bands. New bands are doing that a hell yeah. of a lot featuring other people which is cool i'm not necessarily a fan of it um it has to be very good if it's featuring um other people yeah. but it, it is what i think it is, I, I think i noticed going off a little bit uh, i noticed a lot of youtubers seem to do that they sort of they share they try to share their subscribers so they'll, they'll have like a fake rivalry with another youtuber or or a marriage or something or you know they'll pretend to be really good friends and do loads of videos together um and I suppose, yeah, just to sort of help each other out. If you've got a set of subscribers, somebody else does. If you do stuff together, you might, yeah, swap subscribers. Um, so maybe, maybe yeah. it's yeah, I get it in that, that sense. Maybe yeah. it's that culture coming through. Maybe it's the people who've grown up with that kind of thing who have gone. Well, we'll do this music as well. <laughs> it's just or it just become part of what people do. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. If you can get you know other people's fans or other people might see you on something else. I get it. I get it. I'm just not necessarily a fan. Hmm of it because <laughs> you, you're old but yeah i totally you're old it. like me because because i'm old yeah, yeah i'm old no fuck <laughs> it's a young person thing to do <laughs> dude we're like 20 how old are we 24 <laughs> something around there 25 26 i don't know around there somewhere i don't even know how old we yeah. are anymore excellent well that was uh yeah that was nothing nowhere bob villain having been a band for around four years the bob villain sound is ever ever evolving and crosses genres and sonic dimensions. They incorporate these multiple styles in their music in an attempt in an, in an attempt to bridge the genres and subcultures together. Their unique style has found them embraced by rock crowds and rap crowds alike, and their independent nature has seen them start their own record label by the name of Ghost Theatre to release their music free from the restraints of major label politics, a route that led them to number 18 on the UK album charts. Four in the physical charts and number three on the independent charts with their most recent album, Bob Phillip Presents The Price of Life. <gasps> you need more full stops. Oh. <laughs> um, recent album, Bob Phillip Presents The Price of Life. Uh, the first time in history that an album entirely produced, recorded and mixed by the band and released on the band's own label has reached top 20, which is quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've written uh, alt rock with rapping. It's okay. People going about this guy being the fucking greatest thing ever. Uh, I don't personally see what all the fuss is about. I, I don't think it's anything 
spectacular. Um, good, but I don't think it's anything great for me personally. Yeah. Uh, also, my phone <laughs> auto-corrected it to Bob Vulcan. <laughs> so he will be known now as Bob Vulcan. <laughs> um, I think I remember quite quite liking it. Not something I listen to all the time. I could see how he'd be good and a lot of fun live. Reminded me of the King Blues a little bit, I would say. That kind of style, like London yeah, accent, yeah. talking, not really <coughs> totally. singing that much, totally. or not really rapping either too much. You've hit it on the yeah. nose there. Yeah, very much. Excellent. Okay, uh, that was Bob Villain. Def Vulcan. Vulcan. <laughs> Def Havana. Back in 2020, Def Havana were ready to go their separate ways after a decade together, but then the pandemic hit and they had no choice but to stop. Despite the band making a tough decision to call it a day, Matty continued to write songs and it was this that brought him and his brother James back together after a turbulent few months. The two-piece decided to continue as Def Havana and hold themselves up in a studio in Hastings with producer Mike Horner. Uh, the result was The Present is a Foreign Land, a mature and accomplished body of work. Yeah, I've written uh, alt-rock, really good. Uh, really liked the vocal melodies especially. Um, very well produced. I surprisingly really liked this. It's not really something that I would necessarily listen to, um, but I think I might now because I actually really, really liked yeah. it. Um, so yeah, so I will be going back. I think I added a couple of songs to a playlist as well. So yeah, I was very um, struck by how much I actually liked it. Yeah, me it. too. Absolutely. Um, this was a band I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Uh they, they've been oh, around for, this was is, Municipal Waste, the other this one. Is not the band I saw. Doing, no, okay. No, uh, no I'm not going to tell you when we get there. Um, yeah, they seem like <laughs> yeah. they've been around forever. I've, I've been hearing the name for a <sighs> long, long time. Um, I just never listened to them. And I, I listened to them for the, the couple of songs I put on my playlist. And I was like, this is everything I like. Uh, they're there. And I think mm. I ended up listening to a couple more songs. There was a slower song which reminded me a bit of Daughtry. Um, who I really like. Yeah. Nice. So um, I yeah, yep. cannot believe how much I like them after neglecting them for however many years. <laughs> I think it's been the same. Yeah, same for yeah. me as well. I, I, I kind of wish I got into them before <laughs> now. We're a bit late to the party. Yeah. With Vanna, um, but yeah. It, Excellent. This is not the band. Just FYI, guys. This is not the band that I thought he was going to like. Um, unfortunately, it, it, it looks like they're going to be clashing with Simple Plan who I'm sure you know I very much like. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think I might go and see Def Havana over Simple Plan at this point. Yeah, Big I will crash. not be watching Simple Plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was Def Havana. Coheed and Cambria. There's simply nothing else like Coheed's fictional universe in music, with other bands only just now beginning to embrace transmedia storytelling in a way that's come naturally to Coheed since their inception. In truth, Coheed got a head start not just on music, but pop culture in general, when comics were still considered the dusty domain of a subspecies of basement dwellers. Claudio Sanchez, is it Claudio or Claudio? Claudio? Sanchez. Uh, embraced Claudio, Claudio. Yeah. Um, embraced the medium as a means of telling his superpowered sci-fi story. That's something I have heard before, but I've never actually looked into them uh, or, or what it's all about, but that's very cool. Yeah, I think all of their, they're very good storytellers. Their albums are all like, you know, proper fucking stories all the way through. I've never been hot on them. Um, some of the singles they've released have been good. I think musically they're excellent, but it, nothing about them has ever gripped me. 
I knew people back in the day that were just obsessed with them yeah. and loved them. Um, and I, I think I caught a little bit of their set. I want to say download 2006 or seven. And from what I saw, it was great, but they've just never been a band that I've wanted to listen yeah. to. Um, and still the same now, but I can see why they have so many fans and they are very good at what they do. Um, but yeah, it's just, just, they've never been a band that I've been able to get any more out yeah. of really. Uh, that's very similar to me apart from the end bit where I think I might actually want to go and listen to more of their stuff now. Um, like the same, okay. like, like you said, the same, I, I've liked a lot of their singles. I've never wanted to put an album on, but now I think I, you know, the, the songs I put on my playlist, I, so I, I tried to put on songs that I didn't know if it, it was a band that I knew a few singles from, you know, I tried to put on songs that I didn't know. I, I can't remember what they were for these guys, but I really liked them. And uh, so I thought, well, do I want to listen to some more? But they have answered a question that okay, I've been cool. thinking about. Another another little shower thought, <laughs> really, without trying <laughs> to go too much off. Um, is there another band? Um, but yeah, I was thinking only a couple of days ago, you, you get bands that talk about Vikings or, or sing about Vikings all the time. All their music's Vikings. Sabaton, all their music is war stuff. Um, other bands do like fantasy genres. I've never known a band, and I was going to ask you if you know of any, who only sing about sci-fi stuff, and uh, and this kind of answers that. But do you know of any? Either? Not that just sing about sci-fi. I mean, you've got bands like Maiden. You could say Somewhere in Time is technically yeah. a science fiction album. True. Um, they're always bordering on it, aren't yeah. they? But yeah, I don't know of any... There's bands that have done songs or albums specifically about based on science fiction but you don't really get any sci-fi bands no. so that is pretty cool that yeah. is pretty cool i can't i can't th- i can't remember what brought that thought on actually i really can't it's annoying me it'll probably come to me later it's a good thought now i've just got caught somewhere in i've got that in my fucking <laughs> head now that's a great song that is yeah. one of the best um album openers for maiden for me yeah yeah it was very good great song um but yeah like because Sabaton only sing about war or or certain battles. I'm sure there's lots of Scandinavian bands who only sing. And you get bands out of the goblins. They're here. <laughs> yeah. uh, grab your swords. Advance. You know all the, you know all those board game nerds. Yeah, all those fuckers. They're all the ones that listen to yeah. that. <laughs> Fine with that. <laughs> okay, uh, and they were actually Cohid and Cambria. Cambria. I keep saying that. Um, headlining the Avalanche <laughs> stage. So, uh, wow! Yeah, I never said that. Fair play. It's a big stage, man. Yeah, big. It's a big. I always forget that. I always think every time I walk into the Avalanche tent, I forget how big that tent is. And I walk in, I'm like, "This is actually a pretty fucking big tent." Like, if you're playing on the Avalanche stage, that's a decent stage to play. Like, it's quite a difference from the Dogtooth to the Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. Like, quite a size difference. Like, the small stage is really small. And what you would consider to be the medium-sized stage, which is the Avalanche, is actually quite big. Like, not stage-wise, but I mean tent-wise. You could pack a lot of people in there. So, yeah, that will uh, Conan Cambria will probably be packed, I would have thought. Yeah, and I actually, I might even go and watch them, to be honest. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, okay, we're moving on now to the Opa stage. Um, and opening the Opa stage on the Saturday is Static Dress. Uh, few bands in the alternative scene had the devastating impact that Static Dress have over the last few years. Voted by Kerrang! as the best new band of the year in 2021, 
their debut project Prologue set the stage for what is one of UK's music's most exciting creative forces. Yeah, great screamo band, Shades of Glassjaw, Finch, Funeral for Friend. They got that emo vibe, but they got that sort of screamo bit to them as well. Got their own flair, own style. Watch them support Higher Power at the Underworld. They were fucking brilliant. Like, I am a hundred percent watching Static Dress, and I will also be watching them at Slam Dunk. They are unbelievable live, really raucous. Like, awesome. you, you, some bands you see them, you think this band just doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I, I was blown away by them when I saw them live. So, um, yeah, I love this band. If you like, you know, Finch, Glassjaw, Funeral, any of that kind of mid-2000s emo, almost going into the sort of heavier part of emo, screamo stuff, they are just just wonderful. And it's it's it's, it's a modern version of that, but really great. Yeah, I liked them. What did you think? Yeah, I, I really liked them. I, um, I remember listening to them when, probably when we, close to when we first started the podcast, and you were talking about them, mm, Higher yeah. Power, um turnstile i want to say turnstile was another one i would have mentioned yeah, yeah definitely. um and i didn't like them I, I i definitely listened to them and i wasn't overly keen on them um but yeah when i heard them for this episode i did really like them yeah i thought that the yeah i thought that the the, the funeral for friend part would sort of work its way into your ears a little <laughs> yeah. bit because i thought about them i was thinking there's some parts that are very funeral i thought they're, they're gonna work their way into adam's ears and i i, I was i'm glad i was right yeah yeah i really liked them um, hopefully they don't clash with uh, um, Anti-Saint because they're both first on. Oh, yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, okay, that was... Let me scroll up again. That was Static Dress. Stray from the path. Life often resembles a game of chess. Players outside of our control make moves that affect our everyday existence. However, recognition remains the first step to revolution. Once you know the game, you can make a difference in the outcome. On their sixth full-length album, Only Death Is Real, uh, from Sumerian Records, Stray From The Path, survey the, play, survey the playing field, and provide a book of bloody battle notes etched in, in hardcore energy, metal fire, and hip-hop poetry. Oh, that wasn't an easy one to read. <laughs> no. Um, Stray From The Path. Loved them. Instantly. Instantly added three or four songs. Uh, I've been recommended these guys before, but I haven't had a chance to check them out. It's kind of hardcore metal-y, um, shades of new metal on it, good breakdowns. I got Biohazard vibes on some tracks, like old school hardcore stuff. Um, sounded a little bit like Higher Power as well. Um, loved the vocals, loads of energy. Sometimes they sounded almost Rage Against the machine mm. Just very good. Everything I liked, I thought they were really good. I can't believe I haven't listened to Stray From The Path before. Um if no one is, else is on that I really want to see, I will be watching Straight From The Path because they they look like they're going to be really up for it live. So yeah, I'm glad that I finally listened to them because I have been recommended them before. Probably by my friend Alex, I think, recommended them to me. But yeah, yeah. really glad I checked them out. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I think the... I, I know definitely one of the songs I had on my playlist was one that was very Rage Against the Machine-y. Um, I think the other one might have been as well. So I, I just assumed they were a new Rage Against the Machine kind of band. Um, I didn't realise they were all different sorts of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't too keen on them anyway. Uh, wouldn't, no, I wouldn't okay. have listened further to find out anymore. Okay. Nah. Uh, that was Stray From The Path. Uh, municipal Waste. Thrash should leave you breathless, busted up, and maybe even a little drunk. 
in a cut-off denim vest adorned with barely legible patches. Since 2001, municipal waste have uncompromisingly stuck to their guns as hard-partying and even harder-hitting torchbearers of 21st century thrash metal. The Richmond VA Quintet, Tony Forrester, Ryan Waste, Philip Landville Hall, David Witt and Nick Poulos, Paulus have transformed from a cult favourite into metal mainstays for a generation. What did you think? Um, well, thrash. We all know the score with me. Not a thrash guy at all. Listened to two songs and went, nope, not for me. Don't like thrash in many forms. Uh, but it, yeah, it was good. It was good thrash. Um, I see tons of peeping where, people wearing municipal waste t-shirts. Yeah. So they must be quite popular. I've heard that they are very, very good live. Um, so I'm sure that a lot of people at Downer will be enjoying them. But as I said before, not a thrash guy, so wasn't for me at all. Yeah, I think I quite liked them. Uh, it's another band that I have heard the the name for many, many years. I don't think I've listened to a single song of theirs. Um, so I, and I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by what I heard. I, I think I quite, quite liked it. I really like their T-shirts. Like, I think their T-shirts are just like album covers and stuff. Right. But their T-shirts are fun. Every time I see a municipal waste shirt, I'm like... Oh. Wish I liked that band because the t-shirts <laughs> are so nice. Like, just want to buy buy one of their t-shirts and not actually like the band. But um, but yeah, uh, that was Municipal Waste. I think I'm not sure. I I think we've ended up saying the the band name for all of these bands several times during the during the talk, which maybe we didn't do last time. So it kind of seems pointless mm. saying it at the end as well. But we will just in case it might help people. Uh, next up is Carcass. Without a doubt, UK legends Carcass have released several classic albums over the years and changed the, tra- changed the trajectory of extreme metal with each consecutive release. Whether it was inventing gore grind, i.e. reek the putrefa- putrefaction, I struggled with that one earlier, <laughs> uh, symp- or, or symphonies of sickness, or creating the template for melodic death metal, i.e. heartwork, Carcass has always made records by which bars were set and rules were broken. Upon their timely demise in 1996, fans mourned the loss of the seminal act and longed that the group would one day be exhumed from their premature grave. After an 18-year hiatus, Carcass has been fully reanimated and it's safe to say they haven't missed a pathological step. I didn't know they had been gone for 18 years. Yeah, a long time. People have been clambering to get them to come back. Uh, Yeah, I mean carcass it's carcass yeah they are an incredible metal band like swan song the album is a classic metal album it is unbelievable they do everything from doom all the way to like stoner stuff yeah it's just anything in between great riffs great vocals i will a hundred percent try and catch carcass if i can because yeah it's it's carcass they're fantastic yeah so this is the band I thought that you would uh, love. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I have spoken about them before. Um, ooh, knocking everything. I remember, I think I remember saying I, I I spoke to a guy just randomly on his doorstep while I was giving him a parcel. And I was like, oh, and yeah. I was like, who's this? What band is this? I didn't know. I, they couldn't read it. And he was like, it's Carcass. Um, so I, I listened to it and it's quite groovy. Yeah, it was, I think. I think. Yeah, really groovy. Yeah. I think the songs that I put on my playlist for, for this episode, they weren't as good as the songs I listened to before. Um, I, I can't remember which songs they were now. But yeah, I just just the guitar was a really cool groove to it, I thought. Yeah, really groovy. Really gro- great band. Great. If you like metal, 
and you haven't heard Carcass, you have to check out Carcass, man. They're, they're fucking awesome. Just put the Swan Song album on. I guarantee you'll get to the end and be like, holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> Motionless in white. Motionless in white harnessed the power of an unholy union between industrial metal dissonance, spellbinding gothic, pop bombastic, and big screen worthy iconography to emerge as 21st century rock's most iconoclast and cinematic force. Climbing out of the shadows of a rust belt in Scranton, PA, the group have tirelessly earned the undying allegiance of a devout worldwide audience, one record at a time. Fucking love Motionless in White. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say love them. Um, I I didn't really care about them before back in the day, but now every time I hear them, I like them more and more. Yeah, and uh, I think I was in the car with my friend Alex, who I talked about previously, and he was playing someone. I was like, "Who is this? This is sick." Yeah, <laughs> way. I was like, "Dude, this is awesome!" Like, <clears throat> what the hell? How have I not listened to this before? So yeah, like I think they're really, really, really good. Um, I think I caught a little bit of their set in 2017, I think, 17 or 18. And I was like, well, pretty damn good, actually. I quite like them. So they're probably a band I'm going to delve into a little bit more because they really, yeah, over the years, they've surprised surprised me about, um, I thought I didn't like them. Actually, turns out I actually quite like them. So yeah, yeah, good. Awesome. Yeah, they're they're one of uh, Kelly's favorite bands. And um, I had never listened to them until about a month ago. I think she got one of their albums for Christmas mm. and put it on in the car. So I, just, I never bothered changing it for like a 10 minute journey. And I kept hearing songs coming on and I was liking them more and more. It kept coming randomly on, on my Spotify as well. And so mm. many times I thought, oh, is this Breaking Benjamin? And it wasn't. It was Motionless and White. So many times, like th- loads of different songs. I genuinely thought it was Breaking Benjamin and I absolutely love Breaking Benjamin. Um, I can hear that now. They have that. Well, their new st- their newest stuff anyway has that US radio rock vibe that we were talking about before. Yeah. You know, like Three Days Grace, Bacon Benjamin, Motionless and White, Fozzy, that kind of real American. Yeah. You know, you say radio rock, but they play much heavier stuff on the radio in America than they do over in England. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, awesome. I, and I'm looking forward to watching them. Um, I think Kelly's worried that they, they might clash with Ice Nine Kills. Uh, because they're two oh, very similar oh, bands, but I don't think they will. I was looking earlier. I don't think they will. I think Motionless and White oh, will be okay, on good. around um, probably a bit later, I think. How many? Yeah. I think Ice Nine Kills seem like they're going to be on around one o'clock on the main stage. And I think Motionless and White will be a little bit later on the second stage. But uh, we'll, we'll find oh, out. Sweet. We'll find out. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Motionless and White. The next band is Three Days Grace. You literally just mentioned. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there wasn't anything on on the download website. I had to get this off Spotify. It's nothing too interesting. It just uh, says, Three Days Grace is a Canadian rock band formed in Norwood, Ontario in 1992, originally as Groundswell, and played in various local Norwood backyard parties and area establishments before disbanding in 1995 and regrouping in 1997. That's all it says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three Days Grace are one of my favorite bands possibly ever in rock or metal um they're incredible great bands great great songs sorry great songs incredible band their late, latest album didn't really do it for me although i think the singles are really good um but yeah these guys always put on a fantastic show they've got so many bangers even if you don't know three days great songs you'll stand there and you'll go oh yeah i know this yeah. song <laughs> oh yeah i know this song because they're like they're, they're in america they're absolutely 
huge in America and Canada. So, but yeah, I am really looking forward to them, and I won't. I will watch Three Days Grace over everyone on this day. So I don't care who clashes with Three Days Grace. I will be watching Three Days Grace. Awesome. Uh, I think I'll be there with you. I really like Three Days Grace. I've never again. I've never really put them on. I've never wanted to put them on and listen to them as a band. Uh, I obviously know a few of their singles that they've released over the years. Uh, well, back in early two thousands, probably I didn't really hear about anything else <laughs> other than that. Uh, but yeah, the, the the two songs I put on for this episode on the playlist blew me away. I was like both both times. Like I had to look up uh, like who who it was. Like a, a lot of other bands or a lot of other songs, I would be listening to it. I wouldn't be too interested. I, I'd make sure I look at who it was before the end of the song. But straight away, I'd be like, "Who's this? I need to know who this is." And both times, um, of both of the songs, I I did that. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed them. I I think I've said this to you before. I'm I'm really surprised out of all the music, and I I sort of I feel like I know your music taste quite well now. I I I I think you <laughs> would have been listening to Three Days Grace, you know, since day all the way up to now because they're just they're very consistent. Yeah. And they're right in the sort of wheelhouse of stuff that you would like, yeah. which is why when you said to me, oh, I don't really listen to Three Days Grace, I was really surprised <laughs> by that at the time. I was like, dude, this is like everything that you like about bands. Why have you not been listening to Three Days Grace? Yeah. So it's good now that you've actually discovered some of the songs that are hopefully can get you to listen to more. Yeah, so. well, I think I think a lot of the the American rock radio, radio rock, uh, rock radio bands that you said from the period that these were from, like, early 2000 like 2002 um i don't, I don't know when they yeah um but yeah you got so i think 2003 was their first album oh was it uh, called three days grace uh, yeah. around around that time um you had bands like jimmy eat boring um <laughs> i'm so glad that's 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 what we're calling them now i love it um i would probably put like uh is it yellow card yellow card in there would you say more mm-hmm. pop punk mm-hmm. Kind of, but yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. Definitely the same era. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I never got into any of those bands. I, I got into sort of rock radio bands probably in the late two thousands. Um, so bands yeah, like yeah. Three Doors Down, Breaking Benjamin, um, mm-hmm. Chris Daughtry. Um, so yeah, I never got into them at this point. Although I should probably go back and listen to all of them, all of those bands <laughs> that were around before. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, Three Doors Down. And Breaking Benjamin have been around for a long time, anyway, so they might have been around. Yeah, hell of a long time. Um, they were, but yeah, I'm just I'm always surprised. Yeah. But now I'm glad that you're liking some Three Days Grace because yeah, this will be like the fourth time I've seen them, and they are you're gonna love it, man. They're they're fucking really yeah, good. Awesome. And it's great to have um you know a Canadian band on there. Yeah, uh, I think the next band uh, Canadian is Montreal Canadian. Yep. Simple plan. The multi-platinum Montreal-based band boasts worldwide sales topping 10 million. Accolades include a 2005 Teen Choice Award, 2006 Juno Fan Choice Award, 2012 Alan Waters Humanitarian Award, 2012 Yahoo Canadian Impact Award, 2012 NRJ Award, and the 2013 Alan (laughs) Slight Humanitarian Spirit Award. Jesus. I mean, that's a lot of stuff, but... I don't think anybody reading it's this kind of, of thing there. would care what they've won over the years. It's not going to make them want to listen to a band. Seems, <laughs> seems like true, but seems like sometimes a... as a band, I mean, when 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 is a better place to show off than in your uh, bio? Very, so it's very true. Enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, did, did, did download bio will soon say uh, I mean, best 
best temping bowler in best the best ca- new podcast best temping bowler in the county uh, <laughs> second place chess tournament 1998 <laughs> <laughs> who cares oh no i actually i'll probably tell you those kind of stories anyway actually <laughs> so you might care um, talking to listeners, not you. Right? We should just list. We should just list all the trophies we've won. Like up there, I'll put my Division Three Power Pro Five Aside <laughs> Middle Winner 2019. <laughs> <laughs> we should just list all the pointless things that we've we and all of our qualifications as well. Just like load of shit that no one cares about. Just so That's just so we, can, we can show off all of our attributes. Simon Bond has an IFWM diploma in facilities management. <laughs> Just fucking put that on there. GCSEs. Yeah, yeah, all of it. All of it. MVQs. Fucking any of it. <laughs> I like that. We should. Yeah, we should Fuck. do that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Take a long time to get together. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be amazing. Right. Okay. So I go back to it. Um. Simple Plan have won a lot of shit, all right? Just take that, take that. Simple Plan have remained an international sensation for over 20 years with worldwide sales topping 10 million and over one international... What? And over one... Oh, one billion streams. I didn't... <laughs> I said over one international sensation. I also two. Two international... No, sorry. 10 million, over one billion streams across all streaming platforms. The I'm Just a Kid trend on tiktok has 4.3 billion views and the i'm just a kid challenge hashtag has over 590.9 million views and counting plus they've received numerous awards and accolades the world over and to date they have performed an insatiable performed for insatiable audiences in over 60 countries Sorry, Simple Plan. I really like Simple Plan. I couldn't help but get distracted. Fair play to him, man. <laughs> they've, done, they've done a lot of stuff. Fair play. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, I, I I, never liked Simple Plan. I never did. And I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're one of those bands that when I was on Kerrang! back in the day or Scuzz, as <laughs> soon as Simple Plan came on, flick it over, boy. Yeah. See what's on the other <laughs> channel. That's that's just that's just my personal view on Simple Plan. Yeah. I don't dislike them. Don't get me wrong. If I was like, what are you doing, dude? Should we just drink or should we go watch Simple Plan? Me and Adam would go and watch Simple Plan. Yeah. And I'm sure I would enjoy cool. it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, very much like Simple Plan. I have always liked Simple Plan. It's a, they're, like, they're one of those bands, along with Story of the Year that I was talking about earlier. Um, I, I don't really make the playlist I used to. But for like up until 20, maybe 2010, 2015, that sort of thing, when I was making making new playlists... When I had the original iPod, actually, that's that sort of time when you couldn't get it Ooh. on Spotify, whatever you wanted. You had to put specific playlists on your MP3 player or or whatever you had. Yeah, there was there are certain bands. Simple Plan was one of them. Story of the Year, who, who they had, they had songs that made it into every single playlist I made for at least ten years, fifteen years, all the time. Saliva was another one, and I made in like probably my four, my four top favorite bands there simple plan was in there there was a few others nice but uh, yeah i don't know if you had that where there was like i mean because they're all completely different genres as well every single one of those bands yeah that's a really different. weird playlist yeah it's very jarring but <laughs> i couldn't get enough of simple plan um i haven't really paid attention to their latest albums 
in the last sort of 20 in the last 10 years um i think i tried to listen to one of their albums after when they released it like about 10 years ago couldn't get into it so i've not listened to anything new since then uh, that made huge numbers on spotify wow okay. wowzer yeah huge numbers okay um but We're yeah. talking hundreds of millions jesus of lessons wow nice <laughs> um but yeah i mean that i think i said about it on an episode a little while ago and i think you probably weren't you didn't care about it uh, i i understand now um but one of the songs i put on was the um summer all summer long not all summer long because that was kid rock um fuck's sake what was it summer paradise summer paradise yeah with jean paul and uh i think it's from that point i haven't listened to really anything new but such a good song when that came out i don't know if you ever listened to it no i don't think i heard that one you should listen to it um okay i'll give it a listen definitely yes i mean it makes you feel so good yeah but anyway i'm i'm, I'm going on one about simple plan like i said though <laughs> I, I might i might see Depp havana over simple plan if they clash because i think i saw simple plan the last time i saw simple plan was i want to say like 2017 2018 maybe probably 2017 they were i think they were headlining the third stage the avalanche stage uh and now they are sub headlining on the second stage which i think is a step up i would say yeah it is yeah. definitely that's going to be super popular because they are super popular. So I guarantee you that will be packed for Super Plan. Yeah. Super Plan? Who the fuck is Super Plan? Absolutely. For Simple Plan. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't that bothered about seeing them the other year there when they were in the tent. Maybe mm. things will change. But okay. I like Simple Plan, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, placebo, headlining the Apex, not the Apex stage, the uh, headlining the Opus stage is Placebo. Uh, Placebo are on fire again. More than a quarter century since vocalist, vocalist, guitarist Brian Molko and bassist Stefan Olsdal started bashing around with broken guitars and toy instruments in Molko's front room in Deptford. The core duo have dug very deep to spirit up their god gobsmackingly urgent eighth, eighth long player called Never Let Me Go. This is really hard to read. Because they're using made-up words. They, 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 they don't call it an album. They call it a long player. <laughs> um, mm. Anyway, it's called Never Let Me Go. It channels all of their skill as songwriters and sound makers into music that satisfies their near-brutal appetite for self-expression, but also seeks a furious revel- relevance with the early 20s world we all find ourselves in. Crawling out of the pandemic into a landscape of intolerance, division, tech saturation, and imminent eco-catastrophe. I reckon Brian Mulker wrote that because he's a bit weird. He is a strange man. Mm. Uh, what do you think of placebo? I don't like placebo. No? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like placebo. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're just great. They're, 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 a, they're a fantastic band. Um, you know, alternative rock stuff. Some of it's very, very gothy. Um when I was playing bass and singing in a band um, in the original version of a band we were called Escape Code, people used to tell us all the time that we sounded like Placebo. And I thought that was a massive compliment. Yeah. I was like, awesome. really? They're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, fucking hell, dude, that's fucking awesome. Love Placebo. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I like them as a band. They're, I think that they're excellent. I've never seen them live. So if no one that I really, really want to see, or I at least want to catch a little bit of their set yeah. to sort of say that I've... You know, not seen 
I don't think you've seen anyone until you've watched the whole set. If you've caught a bit of the set, you've watched a little bit of the yeah. set. If you've watched the whole set, you've seen the band. Yeah. That's just my personal thing when you're saying you've seen a band. But I do want to catch a little bit of the set if I can, because um, I think it'll be re- some of the songs I really, really, really want to hear live. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that Download have landed them. Yeah. I think that's a really, really cool band and very different to actually get on there. I think that might draw some sort of newish people in to um to download, which is really yeah. good. So yeah, I, I'm very happy that they're playing. I've seen a lot of people saying they really like them. And yeah, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Mm. It does seem like a lot of people like placebo. Um it's not surprising. I, I actually saw them at Sonosphere. Yeah. Uh, oh well, wow. I probably I saw some of the some of the set. That's honest with you. I don't think I watched the whole set. Maybe I didn't see them. (laughs) Um, I agree with you that. I agree with you there because I I got over going to see a band to say I'd seen them a long, long time ago. Say, for example, someone like, um, is it Poison? Who do, is it Every Rose Has a Thorn? Mm -hmm. That's like the only song that I know. Is that Poison? If they were playing and I wanted to go to watch that one song, now I'd probably just go, fuck it, I don't want to, I don't care about seeing them for that one song now. I don't care about seeing a band to say I've seen them. Get you. So, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, if if you're a fan of them and you want to go and watch them, go and watch them. I mean, other people can do that. But, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I, do you know what? Do you want to know what the first placebo song I heard was? It's not, not on. one of their most popular. It was Pure Morning. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, because it, it was on one of the Now CDs. Or, or pop pop CDs that I had, and I really liked it as a song. Really liked it as a single. Nice. Um, I knew all the words, but I just never got into them, into them as a band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bitter end Fair was enough. good because that was on well, SSX three. Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll yeah. Well, you never know. If no one's on. Yeah. We may go and check a little bit out <laughs> of placebo and have a little. Have yeah. A little do you look. There's probably there's me. probably after saying those two, there's probably more placebo songs that I like than I realise. But yeah, I, I've never wanted to put them on. Fair enough. But yeah, they are headlining the Opus stage. Opus, yeah, it's cool, man. That's good. That's a big gig. That is, you can you can cram a lot of people on that stage. Yeah, a hell of a lot of people. So I'll be really interested to see what their crowd size is. But yeah, yeah. wicked. All right, and opening the Apex stage on the Saturday is Polaris. When it came time to make their second album. The Death of Me, Sydney Medical Outfit Polaris knew they had a tall order on their hands. Its predecessor, 2017 debut The Mortal Coil, was an ARIA-nominated top 10 hit in Australia, introducing the group to legions of fans around the country and, thanks to an extensive international touring schedule, the world. And that's it for Polaris. Did you like them? I've written metal, metal core, good riffs. Now's time to rant. Are you ready? Go on. Is it just me... Or is modern metalcore really boring? Like, all the riffs are good, all the vocals are good, the music's good, but modern metalcore just feels very paint-by-numbers to me. Okay. Like, sort of the same thing why people kind of went off Kill Switch is, here's the nice vocal part, you know the chorus is going to be singing, yeah. and all of the, the, and all of the um, verses are going to be screaming. I just, I just, it might just be a me thing. Like I think about that bit in, um, because Model Metalcore is still really popular. Like these yeah. bands are doing huge numbers, even though to me, 
all the band is just this, it's the same thing it's just done by different bands and it's to varying levels some of it's really good some of it's not so good yeah. but i'm just surprised that modern like metalcore is still as big as it is as it's just standard paint by numbers metalcore like yeah the riffs are good but it's all been done before like a million times by better bands 90% of the time yeah. i just i can't get on board with these modern metalcore bands i i just i they i listen and i go that sounds really good but nothing stands out to me that's great yeah and that's just what i'm getting from all mo- i don't think i like one modern metalcore band because they all sound the same to me i'm not saying that this is the if you like them you like them but yeah i don't know i just don't i just i'm not into it like i don't know i find <laughs> when i was thinking it i was like i'm thinking of something in my head and i was like i know exactly what i'm thinking of right do you remember in um in zoolander i've not seen zoolander have you seen zoolander no. okay there's a bit in zoolander when will ferrell's character mugatu says about zoolander only having one look because he does this magnum thing and he turns around and it's <laughs> all of his calendars are exactly the same look in every single modeling calendar right. but no one notices and there's this bit at the end where he's like i feel like i'm taking crazy pills it's all the same look <laughs> because no one else can see it but him and that's how I feel about modern metalcore. Like, loads of people listen to them. They're doing huge numbers, but it's all the same. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And this is someone who was always loved metalcore. Like, metalcore was my jam. But I just, I don't like modern metalcore. Well, there's no band that's done it for me or stood out to me massively. I like metalcore influences. I like when bands put metalcore. But if you're just a sort of metalcore band... I just I, I can't get into any modern metalcore, and Polaris are one of the bands that I would put in that thing. Okay, just may just be me. Yeah. If you agree with me, say. If you don't say, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, like that's just my metalcore rant. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I can't agree with you because I don't know. Um, I don't. I I I haven't. The same as I said about new new metal. I've not gone out and gone right. All these bands are metalcore. Let's listen to them. Let's see what's the same. Let's see what I see. It doesn't go into my head. It doesn't go in and say, "Oh, this band is this genre. This band is this genre." Um, and so I don't know the new ones either. Does that make sense? I've never, yeah. I've never thought about it like that in in that way. So I can't have opinions on it. <laughs> to be okay, honest. but what did you think of Polaris? Um, Polaris, I think I, I think I quite liked them. Yeah, I think they're one of the first bands I actually heard um, when I when I put this, this playlist on, um, and I think quite liked them. Not nothing spectacular, but um, I thought they were right. Okay, cool. Next up is Fever three three three. Rebellion needed a soundtrack. It got that and a whole lot more from Fever three three three. Rallying round a mission of art as activism in twenty seventeen, the group first publicly assembled with an under uh, unpermitted demonstration in front of a South Central Los Angeles landmark, ducking out before the cops came but leaving a mark on the streets of their hometown. Shockwaves rippled through the culture. The title track and their Made an America EP scored a 2019 Grammy Award nod at the category of Best Rock Performance. Their full-length Roadrunner Records slash 333 Records crew de- uh, debut... Debut... De- debut... 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 That's the first time I've really struggled. It's debut LP, but I wanted to say debut LP. De- <laughs> debut LP, strength in numbers, toppled 60 million total streams. Kerrang christened it the best debut album of 2019. 
honoured the group with Best Song at 2019 Kerrang Awards and included them on a cover alongside Metallica, Jimmy Page, Ghost and Skunk and Nancy. Not to mention they have collaborated with everyone from Poppy to Run DMC and Vic Mensa. Do you like Fever 333? Do you remember in like 2018-19 when everyone was going on about Fever 333? Yeah. And like they were like set to be like the next big thing. Obviously that didn't happen at the time. Um, but I never got the hype. Um, even now I listen to them, I'm like, it, it just it doesn't nothing about them grabs me or does anything for me, really. I can see that they're very good. Um, but yeah, just I've never been a fan of Fever Three Three Three. Can't get into them at all. I have a love hate relationship with them. There are some songs I really, really like and, and some songs I really don't like. But there's also like some some songs where parts of it I really like and parts of it I don't like. It's no, that's all. That's all I've got. Like when when they're good, they're very very good. Or or when they're to my taste, they're very very good. Uh, I think. But when they're not, yeah, like they're, they're an eight out of ten, and also a two out of ten. So it's very <laughs> very okay. polarized. Okay, me. that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. It's three three three. They're definitely popular, so I'm sure they'll have a big crowd. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, next is Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine Kills make music both timeless and timely, mixing metal hard, metal hardcore and punk with accessible power. New hard rock meets horror anthems like Hip To Be Scared, Assault and Batteries and Take Your Pick demonstrate Spencer Charner's fascination with fright, obsession with pop culture and his expertise with inescapably wicked melodic hooks and clever twists of phrase. You know, I could be... Still... Uh... I really want to like them. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing with Einstein Kills. They have everything I like. And they have like horror references. Yeah. And they do loads of cool shit on stage. And like I said before, like normally I would find his vocal tone annoying, but I don't find his annoying. Yeah. But this, I, I, there's, there's something that's not grabbing me. At one point, there's going to be something that grabs me for them. Um, but I think seeing them live might change my opinion on them. So... I would like to catch them live just to see if that's going to push me over the edge. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate everything that they're doing and I really want to like them. <laughs> but at the moment, I, I haven't cool. liked them. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't mind them. I, I think they're one of those bands, I can't remember who it was I said about last week, but it seems like when they have fans, they get super fans or, you know, a oh, lot of their yeah. bands become super fans, which helps, helps their band out massively because... They're the kind of people who will go and tell, just tell people out out from nowhere about a band to go and watch them and stuff. Kelly really likes them, so she's had them on in the car as well, which in turn means I quite like them uh, <laughs> a little bit more. You know, I just get more familiar with the songs, and you're like, actually, this is quite good. So they've grown on me a little bit. Not, not that I didn't like yeah. them before, I just didn't get the fascination with them. Um, but yeah, they have grown on me. So yeah, I, I will probably be going to watch them and okay. download. That was Ice Nine Kills. Next up, is Clutch. Clutch shares more in common with the Grateful Dead, Rush and the Almond Brothers than their heavy riffs and heady twists of phrase might suggest. Uh, but like those bands, the supporters who adore Clutch are there for the experience, community and authentic connection. To love Clutch is to feel a sense of ownership, membership and belonging. Now that sounds culty, doesn't it? <laughs> Very culty. <laughs> Clutch are a very cult, culty band, though. Yeah, like you just said about Einstein Kills. If you like Clutch, you love Clutch. Yeah, you don't. So you don't love them 
you know you don't like him sorry you love clutch yeah um i've never got into clutch i'm not necessarily a fan of their type of stuff his vocal tone is not something that i like it's a bit rory um as i would say but musically they're fantastic um really great riffs you know st- really stonery stuff in there as well um i like them but i wouldn't go out of my way to listen to them yeah then i wouldn't just think to myself oh i want to stick on some clutch but i can see what the fuss is about and why they've got so many diehard fans i'm just not one of them cool yeah me either i'm not a fan of them as soon as i heard them i was like yeah this is not this is not for me i yeah, I knew it wouldn't grow on me. I still listened to them. You know, I didn't just skip them mm-hmm. because I knew I wouldn't like them, but not my kind of music. Um, yeah, that was Clutch. Next is Alexis on Fire. Otherness is the first album in over a decade from the group Rolling Stone declared put Canadian post-hardcore on the map. Five guys playing aggressive rock grew to a hockey arena headlining phenomenon while pushing and pulling between spirited guitar leads Melodic might and emotional weight. AOF released their uh, released four hugely successful studio albums, all music Canada Platinum certified. Alexis on Fire in 2002, Watch Out in 2004, Crisis in 2006, and Old Crows slash Young Cardinals in 2009. I think I quite like them. Yeah, the, I mean the weird thing about Alexis on Fire is is Watch Out the album is probably a probably in somewhere somewhere in my top 50 best favorite rock metal albums of all time it's unbelievable but i haven't loved anything outside of that album that much apart from a few singles but that album watch out is just a wowzer album i absolutely love it but everything outside of that has never given me the same feelings or love that i have for that album which is really weird because I don't. I never normally do that with bands. There's never normally one album that I love. I normally love a couple or all of it. Yeah. But this is one of the only bands where I genuinely love one album and the rest doesn't really do it for me, which is very strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they are a fantastic band. Um, I've never seen them live either, so I think that might be quite interesting oh, nice. to see. Um, but yeah, but God, if you've never heard the album, watch out. Just... Jesus, what a fucking great album yeah, that is. I will. I'll go listen to it. I have to download when I've got my listening time back. <laughs> listening ears back on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was Alexis on Fire. Disturbed is our subheadlining on the Saturday. Emer- Fantastic. Emerging out of Chicago at the turn of the century with an insidious, infectious, and inimitable vision without comparison. Disturbed have quietly dominated hard rock on their own terms. They make the kind of music that pushes you to hold on tighter, fight harder, and persevere forever. It's why they've quietly claimed a place at the forefront of 21st century's rock with record-breaking success. Sales of over 17 million plus units, nearly 8 billion streams, and sold-out shows around the globe. The two-time Grammy Award-winning nominated quartet have notched five consecutive number one debuts on the top uh, on the Billboard Top 200, occupying rarefied air alongside Metallica, the only other hard rock group to accomplish this feat. I don't know what that all means. Nice. <laughs> which, 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 bit, which bit is the only thing that Metallica have done? Um, yeah, not brilliantly written. They've done something Metallica have done. <laughs> done really, really good. Well done, Disturbed. Next up, Metallica. Yeah. Well, I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> Skip past them. Yeah, I love Disturbed. Always have. They were the first band I ever saw at my first ever metal show. I saw them support Marilyn Manson in 2000, which was my first ever recollection of a metal show was walking in and Disturbed starting. So they always hold a little place in my heart when they used to bring David Draymond out on the electric chair (laughs) and the electric chair would electrocute him. It was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, like great. Uh, They've also done probably two of my favorite metal albums of all time which is the sickness which is just a fucking masterpiece and um 10,000 fists which i think might be even better than the sickness somehow everything else of theirs i pick from yeah there isn't another standout album indestructible was quite good but i pick from their stuff but i could make a four-hour playlist of disturbed songs <laughs> nice and they'll all be bangers like yeah really really great band I haven't seen them live since Download 2008. So I am really excited to see, you know, all the songs that I've never seen them play live before post 2008, which have had loads of bangers since then. So yeah, really glad that they're doing well. And again, carrying the flag for why new metal is so big and so popular because of bands like these guys and Papa Roach and Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit. These bands just... Yeah, it's, some of them might have stopped in parts, but bands like Disturbed, they've just been going the whole time, just fucking continuing to make music and evolve slightly. If you listen to, you know, Down With The Sickness and you listen to modern Disturbed, there is a lot of difference. It's the same, but there's a lot of other stuff in it. So they have grown and evolved. And um, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm really, really excited about seeing Disturbed. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And what, what, will, what will Subheadliner get you? An hour, maybe? hour and a half maybe yeah, say about an hour. that's a fucking lot of it's di- a lot of disturbed songs so yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited very excited nice. what about you? um yeah so you know, I, I probably said out on the show before i only ever really listened to the first album um but even for disturbed there's been a lot of bands i did that for but uh yeah disturbed i did that i, I think i owned believe and i own Ten Thousand fists i just could never get into them and so I never mm. really went back to Disturbed after that. Um, Believe I, was okay. I liked it. It's got some great songs on it. Yeah. Um, uh, Liberate is fucking what a song that is. Um, but I would highly recommend you going back to 10,000 Fists. Yeah. And giving it another listen. Because I genuinely think it might be better than The Sickness. Yeah. Well, um, like, is that good? I did, I did what I do too often or have done too often. Uh, I, I said about it last episode. Is I wouldn't go back and give bands a, another chance. Like if if I heard a couple of songs from mm. Disturbance New, like one of their albums when it was first out, and be like, uh, you know, I'm not into this, so I just won't give it a chance. But the two songs I picked were from like middle albums. One might have been from uh, what was the other one you just said after Ten Thousand Fists? Indest- Indestructible. One was from that one. One was from That's another good, album man. that I never really heard, and I really liked both of those songs, uh, but only after a few listens. So. I sh- really should go okay. back and check out more of their stuff um, and give them more of a chance because, uh, I mean, the first album was incredible. I think I think most people know that. Yeah, and I, but I just never let let them look, give me enough of a chance to let them grow on me for the rest of it. So, well, you got five weeks, five weeks to listen to Friday's bands, then Thursday's <laughs> bands, then the the takeover stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to listen to all the comedians that are going to be on the side splitter stage no, we, we, fucking we hell we've yeah, got our work cut out for us don't we um, 
Okay. Yeah, no, there, there will be days where I can listen to other stuff. I can listen to Black Swan. I can listen to some disturbed stuff. But I will be cramming the other bands that we have to listen to for this as well. Okay, um, fair enough. But yeah, Disturbed, I am actually really looking forward to seeing them as well. Really looking forward to yep. seeing them. Buzzing. That'll be good, man. We'll be, we will be pissed up by this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably probably not for £8 a pint. We'll probably be stone sober. But um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Let's say no more about that. I probably shouldn't say what I want to say. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, as as we all know, headlining on the Saturday and the Thursday is Metallica. Then uh, we do actually know the what the set lists are now, don't we? As as long as they keep the same set list for the whole tour, they might change a couple of songs, but I'm guessing the bones of those will probably be the same. Yeah, yeah would have thought. And it was two best of sets pretty much yeah, i was surprised by that i thought they would have a day of either saint anger or kill em all wasn't it the first one which is 40 years anniversary yeah um or the yeah. new album Lux of, um uh, 72, 72 seasons, seasons. yeah um but yeah they didn't do any. they've got songs from 72 seasons spread in there which is quite yeah. nice it, it was quite an even mix like there was some thrash stuff in there there was some um you know reload rock era metallica there was some newer metallica stuff on there from like hardwired and um death magnetic i thought it was a really good mix actually and they had the day that never comes on the set list and i was like i actually put on the discord i think if they play that song i'm literally going to shit myself because that is one of my favorite metallica songs and i've never seen them play it live if they play that live yes i might shed a tear out of happiness what album is that on death magnetic okay awesome yeah. yeah, I remember seeing so, you say that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my. When I saw it on there, I was like, fucking hell. What? I was like, no way. That is amazing. <laughs> so hopefully they keep that in the set because I'd love that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there wasn't actually anything written on Download's website about them. We don't really need to say much anyway. I did get a little bit off of um, Wikipedia, but it's all it, it's, some, it's stuff we all know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it, I, I was going to go and watch them both nights. Until I saw their set, the set lists, and I think I prefer Thursdays. So I might not even bother with them on a Saturday now. I've oh, changed okay. my mind again. Um, I'm going to do something <laughs> else. I'm, I'm going to have my Thursday Thursday afternoon on Saturday night that we're missing out because they got bands on. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see, won't yeah. we? We'll see. We'll see. We might change we when we're there, but yeah, yeah. I'm 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 super excited to just hear Metallica play loads of good songs yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's it really i'm just really excited to see metallica i'm buzzing james hetfield's voice is really fucking great at the moment so hearing him sing all the other songs is gonna be awesome if he is really good because from what i've heard fucking excellent live so yeah yeah buzzing and, and but it seems like they're trying to do a lot of things that no one's ever done before or a lot of things that has, has not been done in 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 as much as a scale before so they might we, we might see some really cool things at download they normally have a snake pit there i've seen people questioning whether they're going to have the snake pit at download no, which don't no, think so. no um don't but yeah so. it'll be interesting it will definitely be interesting we'll see what happens any more to say on metallica before we start to close up shop no just buzzing to see them that yeah. is all cool yeah i don't need to say too much more we have had people posting the set lists in our Discord. If anybody's interested, you've probably seen them already, but come and join our Discord anyway. Just to have a look at them again. They're, they're, they're always stay in the same place on the Discord. You can you can 
save them or whatever. Yeah. They don't stay in the same place. I don't know why I said that. They keep moving up the more people chat. But the Discord's amazing anyway. Yes. It's time for us to leave you there, I think. It's time for us to leave you. We've still, like we said, we've still got so much more to talk about. We're going to struggle to fit them in, so we might actually do an extra episode somewhere here or there. Um, But that is everything for this episode. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a story. A story. Uh, Oh, my God. Um, Because I was meant to say at the beginning of the episode, and uh, I completely forgot. But it's a cool story. Uh, It's not really that cool. Um, But I was uh, working the other day, driving around, listening to, uh, I was listening to the Hardwired podcast, actually. I don't know if you listened to that. It was with um, two of the... It was the first of a podcast. It was with two of the people who booked the bands for download. I, I, can't, I think it was... Is it Danny and Danica? I think they were name, their names were. Um, and it was very cool. Very cool podcast. And uh, so it got me thinking about download. Uh, and I was I had to deliver to someone's house. So I paused it while I was at the house. They weren't in, etc. I knocked on the door, waited and everything. They weren't in. So I wrote a card out, turned around, and I could taste warm cider. Because I'd been thinking about download for a little bit. Like, literally, I didn't even think about it. It was just there in my mouth. And I was like, where's this come from? Like, it wasn't oh actually warm cider. I wasn't drink driving or anything like that. <laughs> but just just the memories and thinking about download just triggered something to, like, actually taste warm cider. Not even think about warm cider or, or warm alcohol in general. But, like, my mouth went, mm, yeah, this is what it tasted like. Remember? Wow. <laughs> was, yeah, Holy it was shit. weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Your, your, your body is now manifesting download in physical form. <laughs> oh, smells and tastes. Yeah. This, this is how crazy your body's got now. It's actually manifesting things <laughs> about Download Festival. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. I was meant to say that at the beginning of the episode, but I completely forgot. So uh, you can have it at the end. Um, but yeah, okay. it's time for us to close up here. Uh, we've... Um, yeah, we've spoken for much longer than we normally do again, but that's fine. We're uh, we're in the good bit now. We're in the we're in the lead up to download our countdown to download episodes. Um, yeah, thirty five days, man. Thirty five days. So, so close. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening. We we love you all. We've grown far beyond our expectations. Uh, we really enjoy doing this, and knowing that other people, uh, knowing that all you guys are enjoying it too, makes it much much better it's so much like nicer feeling to us so thank you simon did you want to say a few words about your uh, YouTube? yes i have a youtube go and watch it i'm on it it's simon bond excellent we have been dear download and we'll see you in two weeks where we'll be talking about all the bands playing on the friday we're not going to put an extra episode out in between this because we will be at simon stag do in the week between this so yes. um next episode you'll hear all about that probably too um, we'd love to hear from you whether it's by email send us a message on the socials or joining our discord like we keep banging on about all the links to everything you want is uh, is going to be in the show description it'll be in a, a link tree and you'll have all the links to everything in there we also need to thank our patrons we've actually got two new patrons this week which is ri- ridiculous and incredible um, so a massive thank you huge huge thank you to Matthew Mayers for becoming a patron and to I don't know what to call him. We call him Jacobs, but his name is Dan Cross. I didn't know what to call him then. Um, and a massive, massive thank you to Dan Cross or Jacobs. Well, I, you have to let me know what you'd rather be known as to people on here. I'm sure you'll see him in Simon's blog too. That's not what he called um, him. That's not what he called him on the bits that got edited out the program. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and uh, a, oh, a massive thank you to our James Harrison and Alexander Toon. You are all legends, all of you. Thank you very much. We appreciate your support. And on that note, our Patreon can be found on in the episode description as well. If you want to support us more than just being awesome in the Discord, then joining our Patreon will help us out massively. Uh, we have all sorts of stuff up for grabs, or we, we, we will have all sorts of stuff up for grabs in the near future. Uh, guitar picks, patches, t-shirts, etc. We will definitely get the t-shirts made up before download. So if you can, go and sign up. Every penny we get will go back into the podcast. Thank you all again for listening. Um, if you can review or rate us wherever you listen, that would be absolutely amazing. Uh, we have been Dear Download, and it's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye, y'all. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye.